0: Kick off these beaten up boots by the door. Can't wait to lift these old feet off the floor. Put on those records from George Jones to Stray. I got a drink somewhere calling my name. i got it i uh forgot
1: man come on man we should we can actually cut an album there i mean like what you're all nervous about doing it no come on you should have brought a a guitar too a ringer man no that was great jalen that was great (laughs) man honestly that was amazing so i've got a special show today i got two sparkies in the house uh, this is, this no, is no, your idea, Andrew. Yeah, this was my this, idea. This is <laughs> your idea. Uh, I, I know that, uh, I've been talking to Jalen for a little bit and then when I went to Cambridge, I, I was out there doing the, th- the shows and then you reached out, we couldn't connect and then this came up and you suggested it was great. Oh yeah,
2: it's, uh, we've been listening to the podcast for a while. Me and Jalen have known each other since 2014. Yeah.
1: 2014. That's pretty, yeah. 2014 15,
2: Met on yeah. site? Yeah, I hired Jalen. Oh really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's where the connection is, eh? Yeah,
2: so, um. Basically the way it started was, I was a second year apprentice and I was looking for a large company. And right away they seen a lot in me. When they, I was working for them, they offered me the opportunity to be a foreman as an apprentice. So I took on two commercial jobs, a utility lighting job, and just a of other small utility work that we used to do. It got to the point where I couldn't just do everything with the laborers. I went to Conestoga College in Kitchener. I did my electrical technician program. And when I did that, I got a really good relationship with one of the teachers. So I reached out to him, and I was like, do you know any young students who are looking for work and are eager and willing to learn? And he reached out to Jalen and another apprentice, uh, Spencer, and they met me on site the next day, and since the beginning,
1: Jalen's been with me. So that was the be- so you were literally a newbie at that point?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I knew the teacher because I did the same program as well. He reached out, I think, on Facebook, and... Uh, asked if anyone wanted a job. It wasn't, it wasn't guaranteeing an apprenticeship or anything. But uh, I decided to take the opportunity and met Andrew and got my apprenticeship. The rest is history.
1: We'll, 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 we'll talk all about yeah. it. I mean, you guys are all just gung-ho because I know you guys are having <laughs> listeners. and I, I still got to get everybody their creds, man. Like, you got all this information here. I want people to know about you guys, right? So I got Andrew here. I got Jalen here, right? So your company, Andrew, is a source, so basically a source construction, right? Yeah. And electrical contracting. Great name, by the way. Thanks. Which island are you from? Uh, Santa Maria. Oh, you're from Santa Maria? Yeah. Yeah, I don't meet too many people from the smaller islands, man. No, Cambridge no. is full of us. Listen, unlike the San Miguel's, <laughs> I respect everybody from all the islands, okay? Yeah, that's that's how it works with from. me. Um, and so, Jalen, where are you from? What's your background?
0: Uh, my parents are from China. Okay. And I and was born and raised in Cambridge, Ontario.
1: Nice, so. man, nice. So your website, Andrew, is ca, and then your email is andrew at construction. So i got to tell... The people that are not portuguese so you got it as azores with it a z yeah. or Z or whatever right the real spelling is with a c right yes yeah, right so we just gotta let them know that right i sure jalen you probably know that as well too right uh and then your instagram handles guys is uh a n d c u r a yeah and then jalen is your, your name basically right uh
0: yeah. it's my first in, first name of my first name and first name of my first letter of my first name and the first letter of my last name flipped. so Leyland jam it's oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, that's right.
1: confusing. You. You're confusing me now, right? Yeah, so it's Layland Jam, right? But it's yes. reverse on the same. So it's yeah. L A N E N J A M. Yes. And then you also have the other Instagram handle which is Azores Construction underscore C A. Yeah. All right, that that's where we're at. So you guys are Sparkies for nine years. You're nine years.
2: I've been in the trade since two thousand and twelve. okay my apprenticeship, nine years. Uh I'm a 309A. I have my fire alarm license, and I'm a master electrician.
1: Oh, wow. So you, got, you, got the, you get the whole book. Basically. Basically. Because I know you sent me an email. We're going to talk a lot of interesting little things. You're a part of this whole world as well, too, right? So I know I saw a few yeah. stories from you, Andrew, showing some issues regarding metal framing, right? <laughs> and, then I, and then And then in all fairness, <laughs> and I didn't let you know, is that I had some guys... I don't give a shit. They attack me, so I don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, sure, he's looking at in between the metal frame, but he's not looking at the top or the bottom because he's not climbing a ladder. And I just go, you know what? In all fairness, I think if I'm showing or if I'm seeing the center is off, odds are pretty good that the top or the bottom is off too, one or both. So I defended it that way, and Mm -hmm. I just said, guys, listen, it's just really about showing something that it could have been done properly at the same time it was being done improperly. There was no effort other way
2: the worst part about that story is it's it's our tax money this
0: is what it well, is Oh, so
1: that was a commercial that was oh really uh? yeah Okay. Right. i know it's you a guys a facility okay i don't want to get into trouble and then all of no, a sudden no. like i mean i get into enough trouble as it is <laughs> right so we're going to talk a lot about that kind of stuff i want you guys to dive in there i know i want to find out right off the bat how was it hiring him because this is an interesting dynamic. You. You're in the business, you got it, you impressed, you got work, and now you need to find laborers.
2: At the time, so this is in 2014. Basically, I worked for this company. I was only there for a few weeks, but uh, they owned a plumbing division as well. My brother worked there. They told the other company that I was an apprentice at the time, but I knew what I was doing. So they offered me a job, which at the time, they were paying me very well for an apprentice. So basically they told me this is what you'll be doing. Uh, it was mostly utility work to start. Um, so I was doing a lot of pole lights, utility, transformers, subdivisions.
1: Do basically they still have that little thing on the top of the pole light where you could turn it off? Yeah, uh, yeah. See, yeah they still <laughs> have those. You're probably wondering how I know that. I used to be in the film business before construction and we would go down streets to shoot something and we couldn't use that light because the color temperature of that light is horrible on actresses faces so we'd have to get a zoom boom and get up there and then they're like turn it off and i'm like yeah because i was always wondering where's the switch for these things man and then they show you that little thing on the top oh yeah so it's still like that even with with the led even with the
2: leds that's
1: how they turn them off yeah okay good to know all right the
2: cheapest way to control them (laughs) there's no light switch
1: on the street somewhere that a dog pisses on right well
2: there. are sometimes um like the one job we did there's a big stainless steel compartment in a uh, parking lot. If you open those doors, there's a panel with a time clock and they shuts down all the lights. And ironically, they put that in because they film movies there all the time.
1: Yeah, that's funny. But that, see, those boxes make me nervous when I see way too many light wires. It just makes me nervous, man. So I'm sure you guys have seen your stories, right? Well,
2: uh, there's a good story about that one. <laughs> a couple stories. <laughs> then share it, man, <laughs> share it. Um, th- it was a long day. At the time, it was me. Jalen and the other as, as, apprentice at the time. Well, he was a laborer still. And uh, I was telling them what to do. So I was terminating in the panel. So I had it isolated on the line side and I was work, working on in the inside. So basically it was that there was a main 200 amp panel and then there was a bunch of 100 amp feeds to other panels you know, on the, down the streets. So I was like connect the red and the red together and the red and the black, <laughs> and, the black and the black together. And Jalen and the other apprentice was like, okay, we can do that. <laughs> So they're behind the box in a big, like a giant 36 by 48 junction box in the concrete. And they're making these joints. And they're like, yeah, everything's good. Turn it on. I'm like, okay. So I didn't check because
1: you had faith.
2: I had faith. That's my word for it. (laughs) And uh, I turned the main breaker on and the thing just blows right up in my face.
1: (laughs) So what was the issue? Red was with black?
2: Red to black. Off of the 100 amp breaker They put together
1: mm. <laughs> Was it too dark? You guys didn't have a light? You couldn't see the difference uh, Between the, the red and the black? Day, I'm not going to lie Oh yeah, okay <laughs> 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 uh, I learned some of oh, so the day, <laughs> the middle of the day There was plenty of light We were taking photo opportunities All the time we got Yeah, okay Yeah, basically
2: <laughs> so And then ironically Right before that happened Ministry of Labor showed up Oh man
1: Don't yeah. you hate when that happens? Yeah,
2: really. yeah, so We didn't have high-vis on We didn't have hard hats on <sighs> I was operating a backhoe with the boom in the air, with three chains and three wire reels on oh, it, man. under load, machine running with no operator in it. And uh, he's She's, like, they're
1: flipping to the page, going, "This is what <laughs> happens on job sites." And you're, you got everything, man, checked like, what off. What is he doing right?
2: <laughs> like, he's doing nothing right. So he comes up to me. He's like, "Are you in charge?" I'm like, "I guess." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you're lucky I'm not here to deal with this, but." can you lower the boom and shut the machine off and get some viz and hard hats? I was like, yeah, no problem. He's like, okay, I need to go down the street and deal with something else. Isn't Luckily. that the
1: best feeling when yeah. they show up and you're like, your sphincter's so tight and then they let you go with a warning yeah. and then you're like, relaxed, man. Well, you <laughs> we could have pulled the old, oh, <laughs> no fala English. no English, no English. I don't no, know no. that. Does that work anymore?
2: Uh, I have a few friends who are bricklayers and masons and they and say they it do, still they, works. They still yeah. pull it? They still pull
1: it. I just don't see it working, man. <laughs> I don't know. but Because then all of a sudden, I bet you, man, you're going to get a Portuguese MOL. Oh, well, then,
2: oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 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 then we'd get some trouble. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, How was it getting into the industry, man, from school to the industry? So out of high school, I... Uh, I guess I got ask both of you guys, why? Why Sparky's? I went to university I first. Study? Yeah, Computer did.
2: science. Hated
1: you know, there's it. like millions of people in that industry. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: yeah, basically the way it went is... My parents are immigrants, we're Portuguese. The last thing my dad ever wanted to see no trade. was his son's working construction.
1: Yeah, no trade. I know. <laughs> so
2: um, Basically, the, my whole life they told me, you need to go to university. You need to, you need to go to school. You can't work construction, and I was like, okay. So basically, I just followed their path, went to Ryerson University in Toronto for a year. I got to January of first year, and I was like, this isn't for me. I can't sit behind a desk for the rest of my life. So basically, I dropped out. I told my parents; they weren't happy. Of course. And uh, they, I went to Conestoga College after that, fa- the same year, really, in the fall. So September, and I just took electrical. I was like, if I had to pick a trade, electrical's probably.
1: Nobody the influenced you to go to um, electrical, or well, was there an influence?
2: When I was younger, my parents finished their basement, and my dad always did everything himself. My godmother's husband's an electrician. He was wiring the basement, so he, he I was watching him and then from doing that so i see my dad and my uncles do the framing i see my dad do the drywall my dad did the tile and the floor like plumbing he did himself <laughs> and then he hired a taper basically that was it uh but my dad wrote construction at the time so he knew a lot about it. he everything. knew everybody exactly and it turned out great but then seeing all of that happen, and then my dad did concrete obviously <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the uh it was obvious choice i was like Makes the most money and gets the
0: least dirty
1: so would you Jalen why why did you you're in high school
0: yeah out of high school I uh, think I took like a tech course and it was all woodworking and stuff and and then the last one of the last projects we had was just a little circuit board with a switch and a light and a plug so I wired it up and I kind of really liked it, so I decided to take the that course and Conestoga the two year program to get started and I just enjoyed it and Kept going with it, met Andrew, and I'm pretty happy with with the trade I picked.
1: I mean, I hear great things about the school. I mean, like, there's nothing negative, really, about the school, what I've heard.
2: I would recommend it. If you can get an apprenticeship out of high school because you know somebody, take that. But if you're looking for a way in, I would recommend that because I got to where I was so quickly because of that schooling.
1: What's the course? How how many years and what Uh, are you guys diving into?
2: It was two years, so four semesters, six, sixteen months.
1: They
0: basically teach you like you know, like you do your apprenticeship, your three terms of school. It's basically that in two years. Oh, really? But it's a little more detailed, and you have more time, which yeah. you, you get a really good like base of of the trade. And that when you get that apprenticeship, you have the knowledge to continue on with it, like to build off of it.
1: What's the workforce like when they hear that there's a, a new person coming in and they have that Conestoga kind of background, are they relieved?
2: As I was telling you before, I'm a full-time project manager for a larger contractor as well, besides having my own electrical contracting business. Every apprentice we have has that program or another one, everyone we hire, because they come in so far ahead of everybody mm-hmm. else. Typically, when you have an apprentice for the first three years, they don't make you money. They're just training them, and they're Teaching. they're really a loss. But you hope that in their fourth and fifth years, they start making you profit, and then they can take control.
1: If they stay. If they stay. Because I guess there's got to be a fallout kind of percentage, right? Is it bad? enough? Not out. electrical. I noticed that with electricians, if you get into electric, electricity, you're, you're, you're doing it for a good reason. You're doing it for a long-term reason there's so much attached to that trade once you absorb all that knowledge you're like thinking why am i going to throw this away like i really and i i've seen it i've seen like you guys can work in any country
2: basically yeah you
1: can that's a fact you know what i mean so you guys have the know how to go to any country and have a job so that's why i don't i don't see the fallout rate really being all that much
2: i don't really know many apprentices who didn't finish basically everybody i know gets their license at that point Some of them change career paths. Like uh, a guy I know, he passed his 309A and now he works for the Ministry of Labor. Government job, Koshi.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> not for me Inside, okay yeah, me. no you know what I've thought about that too as a joke I thought about you know maybe I should just be a building inspector I've had building inspectors on the show before and I just started thinking maybe I should be a building inspector wouldn't that be funny if I showed up on your site and I'm the inspector and I'm just like you ain't getting shit away from me man like no. I'm gonna fucking actually treat you harder man so
2: they, uh, I just finished uh, a large project
1: over the summer it was
2: three school board or three schools for a school board the engineer the engineering firm our project manager, he was an electrician. He was an electrician for 30 years, and we knew a lot of the same people. So I couldn't get away with anything. Like, he would look for... We always find ways to cheat and hide and make money. It's just, it's just the way the industry is That's nowadays. It is, it is, yeah. So you have to cut corners somewhere. When you're dealing with an electrician he knows exactly what to look
1: for was he meticulous very really yeah yeah is it also he's meticulous because it is a public space it's a public especially space. especially a school
2: especially schools
1: right because if something does happen yes there's going to be an inquiry right yeah
2: but oh, yeah. it was more just the way we were doing things so we got lucky there was no school last year so we got to go in early typically school board projects are july august done we got in in June, and we got till literally right before Labor Day.
1: Nobody's in there? Nobody. Not just even custodians. Just custodian yeah. staff, and that's it.
2: Custodial staff, and I think there was two secretaries for like the first week of summer. Then we dumped the power. so there was just That custodians. makes your
1: job a lot easier, man. Like, yeah, you don't have happens. to go around and wait or ask. Or-
2: it did, but one of these schools was 130-ish years old. So it was basically like what candles were still in the school at the time. <laughs> like there was buried panels that were still live from when electricity was invented.
1: And you guys have to chase this, don't you?
2: Uh, I found one. There's still two. I don't know where they are. There's Nobody no idea does.
1: because you're at that point. You become Indiana Jones. You got to just basically. what they've done or what they've covered up, right? And it's
2: all covered by asbestos, so you're not opening. And so you anything. can't even touch that. You can't even touch it. So it's kind of a nightmare.
1: It's like a challenge that's presented to you, but then all of a sudden you're like, "I'm never gonna get to the gold here. Like this is yeah. ridiculous."
2: No, but yeah. So basically, I dreamt of those drawings for two months straight. Like I would wake up in the night and I would fix solve a problem, write it down, go back to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, technically yeah. speaking, wouldn't that be the engineer or the supervisor's position on trying to? date? I'm just. Andrew isn't does it? it all. Yeah. Kinda. Technically speaking, it's their job, their scope.
2: Technically, yeah.
1: Because yeah. you come in and you're supposed to...
2: Here's my drawings. This is my contract. Correct. I'm supposed to just do the work.
1: But they expect you to... Basically, you got to re-engineer it yourself. Uh, that's not really fair.
2: Here's a problem. Uh, here's the, my solution. Or basically, it's the way it used to be. Here's the problem. Tell me the next step. It's not the way it works anymore. You found the problem? Okay, solve it for us, please. Run a, tell us what you want to do. Email it to us. We'll have a meeting about it, and we'll tell you yes or no.
1: Yeah, but in all fairness, they're the ones supposed to be having the sleepless nights and trying to figure Basically. it out. Yeah. They, that's, I mean, that's fair. That's only it's very, fair. It's very fair. Um, well, unless you guys want to increase your rate yeah, because their rate is higher. A lot higher. Because of their stamp.
2: Yeah, that's the last, probably the last five or six big projects I've done have all ran that way.
1: So is it like you put yourself in that position where get Andrew because him and his crew will just figure it out on their own? Is that the word on the street kind of thing?
2: I haven't had to deal with the same company twice yet. Basically, usually when I go in for... So me and Jalen are both unionized electricians. For the past nine months, I've been working non-union as a project manager. So it's technically allowed because I'm I was about to
1: say, can you... Is that... Or what happens? Yeah,
2: because I'm working outside of the agreement. Is the way it's worded.
1: Okay. The second Gray I touch area.
2: tools, it's part of the agreement. But if I'm a project hmm. man, Yeah, there's there's a lot of rules. <laughs> so
1: um, if you if you don't touch tools, it's okay. Yes. Okay, but you need to touch tools. <laughs>
2: yeah. No. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Okay. Because right. my laptop. But you're running count. The jobs. Yeah. Like you're so not really. Well, you know. I'll be running jobs and then everybody will leave at like 5 o'clock and then I'm there to like 8 o'clock doing other stuff.
1: I got one question to ask you electricians because I always thought this was a funny joke and I'm sure that... Do you guys use this joke all the time? I'm an electrician, not a magician? Yes. You guys use it all the time? Like Every electrician daily. out there? I've heard that. Daily, you use yeah. it all the time? Yeah.
2: Can't make miracles happen. <laughs> Things just don't <laughs> magically appear.
1: Yeah, but clients <laughs> and other trades and GCs think that you guys can, man. So We can make we could turn water into
2: wine. That's what they think. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get but us some I do love that joke, and, uh, man. I do love weeks.
1: that joke. It's amazing joke.
2: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's a very fair statement. It is completely. Everybody, let me think back now. 2017, did a very large public project.
1: You won't name names. I won't name
2: it. I won't <laughs> name the contractors, and I won't name names. That's totally but cool. The electrical contractor I worked for at the time, hands down best contractor I've ever worked for. I. Work for them in a heartbeat again i'd recommend everybody to work for them safety's number one glasses hard hat gloves everything supplied for you hi viz, that's good. all times anything you need they have they believe and the right labor always costs more than material if you need something just get it because it's, if you're sitting around waiting it's a lot of money doing nothing yeah so we, i was working for them and i was on this project The project had over 700 approved change orders. It was an absolute nightmare.
1: Approved? Yeah. 700? Yeah. You guys just started or this was over the term of how long? It
2: was supposed to be a two-year project. It's 2021. It's still not complete.
1: What are they changing? Like what's going on? There's a
2: renovation and an addition.
1: Wow. So why so many changes?
2: Honestly, yeah. Oh, it's uh, a
1: misinformation at the beginning. Is that what it very is? Very
2: beginning, day one. The architect, or well, the engineering firm and the general contractor that were awarded the project, day one, fighting. The second a job goes sideways, you'll never get it back on track. So when the job started going the wrong way, expand that over four years, and it's just, it's way out in left field. And then
1: you guys are just sitting around waiting for the scope to be approved for you guys could do the well, work. Ba-
2: basically, we ran the job for the GC at that time.
1: Wow, so I can we
2: were like, we need these walls it out, we need ceiling heights, we need this. We were setting dates for the GC. The GC had two guys. It was the site super, two laborers. It's a $40 million project. And he has three guys on site.
1: I'm no expert here, but it feels like he's a little understaffed.
2: Uh, that's just the way he always ran.
1: Really? Yeah. And always. it worked really well? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it no worked. comment. <laughs> no comment on that one. It worked.
2: It worked. <laughs> well, the, the last three didn't work. That's, we're five years in, still not complete.
1: I know that we veer off all the time, and I'm am still trying to figure out. So, Jalen, you getting into the business? How was you like? How was it for you to get into the real world from the school world? Because these are two different worlds, right?
0: Honestly, the Andrew. Andrew.
1: So he has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Who you're working for has a lot to do with it.
0: He was my first job ever, like in construction. And uh, he really put me through the ringer.
1: Was it as bad as Patricia was talking about? How he's like, listen, I'm not going to like, but it's like that.
0: I've always had a
2: rule. I'll never yell at somebody in front of somebody else. If you yell at somebody, yeah. you degrade them. If yeah. you degrade them in front of everybody, it brings the whole team's morale of down. Of course. You have to discipline people in a personable way. So... <laughs> time <laughs> here we go it was me jalen and the other apprentice we were working seven days a week 14 hour who's
1: his other apprentice is it like is it the Spenny. same guy that you guys are, or spencer yeah. okay all right
2: yeah he's uh he's still an apprentice i think
0: yeah i think he's
2: third be, or
1: fourth so how third. far back is he from you jalen like a couple years a year or two maybe. they started
2: so, at the same yeah. time but yeah
1: he became a barista or something like that. What's going on? And then <laughs> no, he, <like> he just
2: <laughs> he just got moved around a lot. He hopped from yeah. company to company to company to company.
1: So you, you, it's lucky that you found him because that is different than finding another electrician that's not going to really want to take the time to educate yeah. you, teach you, guide you.
0: And yeah. he was an apprentice at the time. I was an apprentice. That was running jobs. Year. I'm like, this guy like knows his shit. I was running million dollar jobs in the second yeah. year. apprentice. this guy knows what he's doing. Nice. Like. Just put your head down and work. That's, that's all, that's I all I he ask. wants. So.
2: That's all I asked. Listen, yeah. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, Let's he'll teach. For me, it was a little different. I cold called every contractor in the phone book for a month
1: to get work, to get the, an apprentice, to get
2: just a shot.
1: And what was the response? Oh, like, what man. was what were they? What was like? It was almost like, oh, send me sales your marketing telemarketing basically. kind of thing. Really? So
2: like, oh, send me your resume and we'll take a look at it. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, we're looking, but send us your resume. Uh, send us your resume. <sighs>
1: I
0: remember doing that for months.
1: How did you finally like, get in there? Like, you just keep on pushing back?
2: I called one guy, um, Jason. He's in Cambridge, uh, Pulse Electric. He's like, yeah, I could, uh, I could use an apprentice. He was a one-man shop at the time. It was just him. And he's like, ah, come to my house, and we'll, uh, we'll do some stuff, and I'll test you out. So first day, I meet him at his house at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, I was always taught if you're five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. It's
1: a good way to look at it.
2: I got there early, and he was surprised. And the first thing he asked me to do, and he's like, I need you to dig a trench from my shed to the garage. So he handed me a shovel. I'm like, okay. So I did it. I was like, how deep does it need to be? Um, he said 18 inches at the top of pipe, so 20 inches. So I dig the trench. I put the conduit in, and we pulled the wire. And he was really impressed with me. At the time, this was, this was 2013 when that happened. Yeah. So I worked with him all summer and he was really impressed. He asked me if I wanted to stay or if I wanted to go finish my two year program. I made the choice to finish. The day I finished, I went back to work for him and I worked for him for a few weeks. Um, another company out of Cambridge, they called me to ask me if I wanted a job. So they made me an offer. I thanked Jason for everything he taught me and I went to work for them for seven months. And then I went to work, to a new residential. Just subdivision. Head, subdivision. Oh, oh yeah. Dun, dun, dun. The worst of the worst of the worst.
1: Talk about corners, huh? Oh yeah. Is it's, it really that bad?
2: It's terrible.
1: What What exactly is bad?
0: What's good is easier to name. Really. Resi's consistent, a whole other beast. Consistent work.
1: What you say? What was that, Jalen? I said Resi's a whole other beast. Oh. So why is that? Why is Resi that track building have such a stupid stereotype? So,
0: yeah, it's it does.
2: all about get it done as fast as you can. Who care what it looks like? Margins are slim. Real Everyone's slim. willing to undercut each other. Yeah.
1: Shouldn't they just pass a law that you got to reveal to the lowest person on the totem pole exactly what the money is that's attached to the scope?
2: Basically, they should. Because I so get you know, the sense yeah, that
1: the money's there, but it's not being allocated to the workforce which is the low totem pole yeah so you're being given piecework task here you go you've got hours to finish this so you've got to cut corners yeah to finish it
2: basically you got guys running around in shorts yeah. running shoes we call it running shoe electric that's what it is <laughs> shorts running shoes a hammer just get it done And that's it just yeah. flying around
1: and these are guys not coming from school these are guys what just, just, jumping, into biz. just jumping into the business
2: jumping into the business because residential companies are always hiring because there's that much work. Yeah, there. But
1: it doesn't seem like they stay. No, no. So the turnovers got to be high.
2: Turnovers high very, because very who really wants to work with no pride?
1: No, they don't.
2: So.
0: Work your ass off every single day, yeah, and then do it next week again. I did it every for six day. weeks, and I was like,
2: "This is stupid."
1: You lasted for six weeks.
2: Six weeks, and then I went to work for the company, and then hired Jalen. I was there for. There for a month, and they made me a foreman.
1: What were some of the little things that stick out to your head that like that were driving you crazy on track building?
0: <laughs> no safety at all,
1: nothing at all, oh, just the, like out the door. For
0: Resi? Yeah, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Uh, yeah. like
2: I, I, I won't name the builder, but they're <laughs> no, the biggest, no, they're the biggest home builder in Canada. So. <laughs> That's what they claim, at least. I right,
1: think I might know who you're talking about. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll just leave it at that.
2: There's a picture that I was sent on the subdivision we were on, where the drywallers trapped a raccoon in the wall, literally boarded up one side and the other side, trapped it in, boarded it, taped it, painted it. It was stuck in there, it couldn't move, because it was pinched. Are you kidding me? And the electricians who went in after are the ones who discovered it, because it was next to a box, and they're like, why is there hair? And they opened the wall, there's a raccoon in the wall. And that's just, that's that's the way it is. Like, doing, honestly, I think high-rise is the worst work out there by far. I was just
1: going to say, it's a good thing it wasn't a beaver inside the wall, man. Yeah. That's a whole other video, huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have any studs left. <laughs> <laughs> it up. The, uh... So let's get into that. I want to talk about, because I know you mentioned in the email that the stuff that you're seeing, like the stuff that you're seeing in high-rise, is it is it far worse? Is that is that what's going on, or is it... Basically, uh, I know there's blinders in high rise. There's like,
2: blinders, but it's it's screw the it's literally screw the next guy.
1: They don't even care about the next trade. Oh God! Just no. throw
0: your
2: stuff in. If your stuff's out. like, I did high rise for about a year before I got into just strictly commercial.
1: Is high rise just literally like you're back to Indiana Jones here, like oh, yeah. where you're trying to discover Running. what's going on behind the wall?
2: Uh, basically, what, for so, troubleshooting.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I guess things are not working that are supposed oh, to be yeah. working. Everybody. The scope is there. Everybody knows what this unit is. High rise is like. The same floor, every single floor. Every so single you kind of want to get, by, you figure by the time you get to the penthouse, you got to perfect, like, it's got to be perfected yeah. by that time. But it's not. It's not. Does it get worse as it goes up? <laughs> it
2: gets worse as it goes up. <laughs> to uh, the penthouse. I'll personally tell you, we were on a time crunch. We, we were in the penthouse units. There's four on the entire top floor of this building. I roughed in every single one of these units without a single support on a wire. Really? Because that's what we were told to do. No clips not a single one i don't want not to hear that one
1: what there's no box eclipse or there was like nothing allocated
2: did, no we didn't have time
1: to put the clips The drywallers
2: in. were waiting with boards Jeez. But it's the same high-rise where the drywallers basically fought us the whole way up so it started on the bottom you floor.
1: guys are running feeding wire while the drywallers are right on right your shoulders it. ready to. basically
2: is what it was yeah like we i was in a wow. unit and the taper is there ready to go and i'm like. <laughs> We don't have wires. is <laughs> <taper's> ready to <laughs> the go. The not even in but yet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. Are you kidding me? But there's those are student apartments.
1: So, so what does that not, mean? It's like a, you don't even give rentals. a shit that much. Like it's just like you don't care at all at that point.
2: Labor Day, they're moving in. These
1: units are already like there's leases signed.
2: So they have to be done. And this is no. commercial.
1: If you're not done, you get fined no, you as get, the builder. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you get kicked off site. And then they'll bring somebody else in to finish the Do you guys get fined as trades? To, sure, the company does. Yeah, probably. Oh, if yeah. you're holding them back. If, wow. you're, if you're delaying the project, it's huge. Wow. Huge.
1: And nobody wants to get fined because you're not even making the cake to begin with. And
2: that's why it's the, cheap, it's the worst of the worst. So like I was saying, the drywallers were fighting us. We had core line, which we do for the Bell and the Rogers lines. We just put a stub up next to the panel into the box, and the Bell guy comes and does his line after the fact. Well, they come on huge reels. The drywallers would piss in an inch and a quarter core lines, so when you're spooling it off, the piss is just running through. Oh my god.
1: Wait a minute, you're actually talking about urinating?
2: That's disgusting. Yeah. Into our conduits. <laughs>
1: So they're using an inch and a quarter conduit yep. and then they're pissing into it. That's not very impressive if your dick <laughs> can <just> fit <laughs> inside of an inch and a quarter <laughs> conduit to yeah. begin with.
2: Yeah, they would, they'd piss on all of our stuff. So we, wow, in turn... Why?
1: Just for the fucking shits and giggles Just of
2: because they were mad that we were messing up the framing when we were ripping our BX through. And then we moved studs, or we cut holes, or we smashed holes in walls to get feeders through. Because there's no hole saws. It's grab your hammer, smash a hole right through the drywall, Jeez. and get your feeder into that unit. We'll firecock it later.
1: So there's no puck and a little piece of vacuum? No. And-
2: not, no. <laughs> It's, it's the Wild West. It's disgusting. you got to make money. Yeah, it's, a, it's all about... So
1: then how do you guys retaliate? You guys don't retaliate. You take the, the high road. I
2: cut every single board halfway <laughs> up the back. When I it comes smash every hole in the wall. Every single one. We were finishing units. That's
1: viciousness, man. That's just mean. Seriously. We were, we no, were finishing
2: units, and we would take a piece of cardboard, draw a dartboard on it, tape it to the drywall, and throw our screwdrivers through it. <laughs> Just for payback. Like that's that's the point it would get to. Guys would just be like, I think there's a box here and put their boot through the wall. Oh no, there wasn't one. That's that's what would happen.
1: So it's really that bad, huh? It's that bad. Why does isn't okay, so where's the super? Where's like why are the the bait? doesn't
2: leave the first floor.
1: Does he <laughs> he even doesn't even realize know. that there's other floors?
2: <laughs> they don't care.
1: They're so used nobody's to, they're used to it. That's just how it is. It's just a wild Is device. it every trade like that? So like plumbers do something or HVAC does something? or
2: HVAC guys would cut our wire all the time.
1: Yeah, but HVAC guys are mean because they, you know, they have the saws all So yeah. they just figure that they can cut anything they want.
2: They would frame where the utility room is, where the heat exchanger and everything else would be. They would frame a hole so they'd get their ductwork through. Yeah. There's no other way to get our wire through. So we'd always run it tight. Yeah. If we were there before the HVAC guy, we'd run all our stuff through. When he gets there, he's like, this is in my way. And he just cuts it all.
1: He cuts all your wires. Oh, yeah. But we all your wires times. are BX, aren't they? They're all BX. So he's Sawzall cutting it.
2: Sawzall or tin snips, <laughs> whatever he has. It happened multiple, multiple
1: times. And then you guys have to come back.
2: Rewire it. i got to fix it. So
1: where's the back charge then?
2: Oh, There's no time for that. Nobody's getting back
1: charge for this? But you're coming back in to site. redo work that you've already done.
2: Yeah, that's it's a bad word in construction. <laughs> yeah. You can't say back charge. Can't say back charge, can't say extra.
1: Holy shit. Those two don't exist. But you can give 700 change orders? Basically. But then there's the deficiency department on all these high rises. Oh, which is a not even a pad. It's a binder these days, I hear. Yeah. Which is really sad.
2: The one that, the one that I did, the high rise. You ever heard of a building getting occupancy on Labor Day?
1: On Labor Day? On
2: Labor Day. Getting walkthroughs and occupancy. No. Because it happened. <laughs> Miraculously, we worked... 48 hours just nonstop around the clock to get the fire alarm system online, get suites powered up, lights on. Literally people were starting to move in on the Tuesday after Labor Day, and we're still in units working above them just to get it done. Jeez. The worst quality of work you've ever so seen. So you
1: guys are literally still doing work, and people are moving in their items yeah. into the units that you're still doing work.
2: The lower units, yeah. So uh-huh. they're moving in from the bottom up, and we're working up trying to finish as much as we could.
1: Why can't the industry just step back and just, it's just a money and time thing?
2: It's an unrealistic timeline from day one.
1: So who sets the timeline?
2: On that project, the GC owned the drywall company, he owned the painting company, he owned the engineering firm. I'm going to say conflict of interest here. Yeah. Well, the electrical company at the time owned the fire alarm verification company, which you can't do.
1: You have to have it separate
2: yeah the guy who runs the wire can't be the guy who verifies and tests the first of time. course not but that's how we did it because <laughs> he had his own business
1: wow i didn't realize it was that bad oh that's how it- i've never been interested in getting into commercial or high rise because of some of the things i've heard and i've always stated hey we've got our problems in custom resi oh yeah all kinds of problems in custom resi but i guess these problems are massive problems man
2: and it's just Everyone just, they're so used to it. They just don't care.
1: So when you get like an apprentice coming in for the first time, you got to educate them about this?
2: I, if I was an apprentice again, I'd never work at RISE.
1: You'd never even go there? and
2: No, because the way, the way we did it, if you were a f- pre-apprentice or a first year, all you did was tap con and Core Holes all core day holes. long. Every yeah. single day. Tapcon Core, Tapcon Core. Non-stop. Core. For, non-stop, for non-stop, how long? For your entire first year. Oh. Near a second year, you'll get to box. So the way we were doing it is the foreman would go around, mark all the studs. Apprentices would come behind, <laughs> mount all the boxes. The third, fourth, and fifth years, the ones who were trusted, we get to, and the journeymen, we get to pull all the wire, and then guys would come behind them and just tie everything in. So it was it was literally like an assembly line of just guys following each other up.
1: I've always, like, I have this conversation on site all the time where I, there's not one trade I would want to specifically do full-time. Like, I got a lot of respect for all you guys that do the same thing every single weekend, wink week out, depending on the job, right? I like the GC, even though it's got its headache of bullshit and whatever, you got to basically babysit the whole crew. You guys don't get into a rut sometimes where you go on a job and it's like, okay, core, TAPCON, box, wire. Not really. No,
0: you still find it exciting? Every job, like you're going somewhere different every time. And it's you are like running wire and pulling, pulling, running pipe and pulling wire. But yeah, it's, like you're at a different place, there's different people. I take the atmosphere in a lot and meet new people. And I think that's like the, my favorite part probably about construction. And I do enjoy the electrical but side of it. But do people
1: like to talk? Like, do I, I, I get the idea in high rise commercial. Electricians stay with electricians. Plumbers stay with pl- everybody. Stays within their. There's hardly ever crossover talking, right? Basically,
2: I'll talk to anyone. Usually, there's nobody else in the unit with you at the time. Plumbers usually ahead of you. HVAC guys are ahead of yeah. you. But, f- but for commercial, for commercial, every, um, you're just all around. For commercial, yeah. Honestly, like when I did that, that three year project I was on, I got it. Everybody gets into a rut. If you're going to the same place every single day with the same people, you're going to get into a rut. that was probably the only time. But we got along really well with the drywallers there. And we got along with the plumbers. We work with them all the time. So between the three of us, it was basically you were working with your friends.
1: And do you have any influence on that? Like when you go to a different... It's not really your call at that point to come across the same trades that you like working with.
2: Yeah, it's not really our call.
1: That's difficult, huh? Yeah. Going back to the P-men, did you ever find out who it was specifically?
2: (laughs) Well, no. But (laughs) Spencer. (laughs) Spencer was on this project too. He was doing the... The mains coming into the building so there was the uh, utility vault and there was a 3000 amp main coming into the switch gear they were at the time they were doing the underground and the building's already basically erected so it's it was a 14 story on the top of the 14 story so it basically stems because the gc was too cheap to put bathrooms up all the the bathrooms are on the base mol
1: every single floor man
2: yeah so if you can imagine when a plumbers get their bathtubs they just chuck them all into the units just to get them in there. So the one on the top floor got full of urine to the top. So That's what they did awful. is they threw a transfer pump in, threw oh, the hose off the side man. of the building. What the? <laughs> it really? Was, it That's was really hot outside man. those days. And Spencer was working in the trench. Oh, God. And then they felt the mist coming oh, down. Oh. And at first, it was Come Spencer's on. own words. He was like, he's saying, oh, it, it felt good at first because it was so <laughs> hot outside. <laughs> and then you could start to <laughs> smell what it was. <laughs> That's that's high rise. <laughs> it felt good at <laughs> first. Yeah. this
1: was not a downtown <laughs> patio <laughs> mist in the summer day, <laughs> you man. Got a free golden shower.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Along with the uh, whole career. man. That that's there.
1: vicious. That's that's just cruel. That's so you disgusting. Put the tubs man. in, and it's just cr- it's nasty, man. It's disgusting. Just because it, he doesn't, the super Jeez. doesn't want to put a toilet on each floor. On each
2: floor, yeah. basically, and then our lunch room. So there was eight towers that were all connected, and underground was a giant parking garage. So where our lunchroom was, was the main stack for one of these towers. So the plumber's always tie in at the end. I don't know why. You kind of want to get literally the shit out as fast as you can. So he takes the cap off just before lunchtime. And if you can imagine 14 stories with no bathrooms, it's just full. He was soaked from head to toe in everything you can imagine. Fuck, you got to feel for that, huh? Oh,
0: I'm glad I wasn't on that one.
2: I so I who's who's
1: one. responsible to clean that up?
2: The plumber made the mess. He opened the test cap.
1: So he's got to come in I and fix mean, it, clean it. It's,
2: yeah, basically, like, you just freak out to the. GC how do you clean
1: out. that up? I don't understand That's how. Like, how do you? A lot of pressure washers. Psychologically, man. Sawdust, dust,
2: dust paint, concrete G- dust. Oh, like
1: man. <laughs> and then you got these people coming in. Oh, honey, look. The unit's so beautiful. It smells so <laughs> nice in here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Little do <did> they know. <laughs> in about five years, when you can smell something musty, it's the piss bottle that was left in your wall.
1: Or the raccoon. Or the raccoon. Fuck. Is there anything good, guys? Like, you got to tell me. It's got to be something. Yeah, you tell consistent all these work. This man. That's what it is. That's, That's just why how it is. It.
2: It's just <laughs> consistent work. You can go in there. You can shut your yeah. brain off. You do the same thing every single and day. Paycheck. It's a paycheck,
1: but don't you guys want to? I don't know, get more out of it, or
2: that's why I left ID. A long time ago. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. For me, it's every day is something different. So these days, thing.
1: what are you doing on? Uh, you're focusing on what these days? More um, so.
2: like right now, we're uh, we're in between large projects, so like this week, I've been doing service, which I haven't done in a long time. Covid but hasn't stopped you guys, right? Covid's made it busier. Yeah, it's busier than it's ever been. Can't yeah. find work to save your life. Well, can't find workers to save your life. So, you guys,
1: every, you have the same problem everybody has. Everybody
2: has it. But the good thing I will say is us being like, we became union in 2015 or 16. It was halfway through my apprenticeship when I got into the union. Jalen was basically at the beginning. You had yeah, like just a year started. working for me. Like What's that? Eight, nine months you were working for me, and then we went. Yeah, something like that. At the time, a journeyman at the union was making like 42 an hour. Uh, the company, the residential company that we were working at, well, I was working at before, was paying their guys 25 an hour. To this day, up until COVID, they were still paying their guys like $27, 28 bucks an hour, a licensed electrician. That's, wiring not, that,
1: that's, houses. Not, that's not right. No. At all, on no. any level.
2: Now, no. because of COVID, the rates have skyrocketed. If you go on Indeed, in like uh, Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, where we're from, you can't find an electrician for under 40 nowadays. So COVID's driven the rates up, which
1: and they're paying it.
2: They have no choice. You have work. You need to get it done. You got to pay.
1: And you need to have this specific person yeah. for you to get all the pass.
2: Well, that's a whole nother ballgame. What do you mean? <laughs> well, the, all the fly by night operations. Yeah. You know, one guy with a license and 15 laborers, 15 unregistered. Yeah. apprentices, not electricians, just wiring one wire. Yeah. kings. And that goes
1: that goes on uh, like a lot. Like oh, that. it goes on all the time. Really? Oh,
2: yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Potlights for 35
1: bucks. So just to let everybody bucks. know that's maybe even considering getting into, this, like, electrical, how long is the entire process, the, the proper process? How long? From the time that you say, I look into the light and I want to be an electrician, so you go to school, okay. you get the apprentice, you become the journey, and you, and you, become, and you, you pass your test at the final.
2: Oh, well, there's really two routes. Um, if you get signed up, like, off the street, the day you get signed up, you have 9,000 hours.
1: Okay, so that's what it is.
2: Like yeah, 810 000. hours, I think it is, is trade school. So really, it's like 8,000 hours on the tools, 1,000 hours in school. Basically, it's five years. If you go to the, the program me and Jalen and a bunch of other people have done, now you automatically get exempt from two levels of trade schools. And typically, they give you between 1,000 to 2,000 hours towards your apprenticeship. So really, is that a right? school for... Yeah. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so yeah. like my... Well, at the time, when we did it, we had to challenge an exam to get exempt from trade school, so I challenged level one and I passed, and then I got a th- thousand hours towards my apprenticeship. Yeah. So really, my apprenticeship start to finish was three years and eleven months. But so
1: you can sh- you can cut it down a bit to get it. to that Technically, point. Technically, no. Te- yeah. You're not. You can't. Or.
2: Um, well, the apprenticeship act basically says maximum an apprentice can work towards his apprenticeship is eight hours a day per working day in a month. It's the way it's written.
1: So, but I mean, you guys, from the electricians I know, work more than that. Oh, yeah. And then you clock in all your hours, right? So, yeah, because nobody checks. Yeah, that's what it is. You could sign off on What's that. their reasoning behind that minimum of or maximum of eight? What's, what's the, They don't want you to rush that fast?
2: Yeah, because if you rush through your apprenticeship, you're going to miss stuff. Okay. So like when, you, when you're an apprentice, they give you this novel of all these tasks that 309A electricians supposed to do. There's like splicing fiber optic cable. There's a bunch of stuff in there we never do. And they just expect you to do all that. So what? Like, I think I did it for you. I've done it for a few apprentices. Everybody does it. We just sign off on the whole book. Say, yep, they've done it all. And then that front letter, along with your copy of your hours, goes to the ministry. They say, they don't check. They're just like, yep, it's, it's all signed. And then you can write your CAQ.
1: What's with the electricians that phone in their inspections? When did that start? Has that always been around?
2: It probably started when we got into the trade. Authorized Contractor Program, I think it is, ACP. Yeah. So A- ESA oh, yeah. started yeah. that,
1: right? ESA started that, yeah. They started that just to what? To to take the workload off of the inspectors to come to job sites? Basically to, for residential. That's what, what it was, for. right? Yeah. I, I'm only speaking from residential side, right? It's... But
2: it's you don't really have it for commercial. Okay. If you have a really good working relationship with your inspector and he knows you and he knows your work and he knows you're not going to try to pull a fast one, sometimes you'll get the phone, hey, I'm really busy, It's just passed. But that's because you've built that relationship. Yes. Yeah. The authorized contractor program, it's basically based on your record of defects. If you don't get caught doing defects, you can get onto this program. The inspector will show up to one in three inspections instead of every single one like they're supposed to. It's basically for residential. Basically, you have your service, your rough and your final. One of those three is going to be at that house.
1: Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing?
2: Rough-in is the most important. Service is service. Yeah.
1: I totally agree with you. I mean, down. because a rough-in will tell you the truth about everything on how you run all your wiring, right? Exactly. And, and if you're clean, if you're you know, if you're conscious of doing everything, yeah. That's, that's just the bottom line. So I think that's really important.
2: I think the rough is the most important stage by far. For sure. That's where that's where you can see everything. You see the bones.
1: Do you guys like the uh, the whole heated floors thing? The rules and everything like that or
2: heated floors? Yeah. I think I've only done it like twice i, haven't
1: really I mean, custom resi much. everybody's asking it but i think it was a few years back that they changed the rules and esa took on the responsibility yes but then you'll get electricians in custom resi complaining about having to stand around wait for the inspection because they have to come and you've got to sign off on the cable that's been installed yeah the tile setter can't do it anymore oh yeah and the gc can't do it anymore so now the electrician has to do it
2: i haven't done it in a while so the only time i did it yeah. was like a
1: 2015 yeah so it it wasn't implemented then yet right so it just changed recently three i'm gonna say three years ago
0: i have to wait wait for the inspection yep well you here's the argument is that cover it
1: yeah you got to call it in first so you've got a tile setter that's got to come in and put a membrane in and then you've got the electrician who's got to run the cable feed it into the stat box and then they've got to test the cable to see if there's any kind of cracks whatsoever in the actual sheathing and then they've got to document all that present that to the inspector you have to embed the cable and then get that tested again Mm -hmm. uh, for the same purposes as well right Mm -hmm. sheathing cracking and the actual uh the wires itself and then you've got to finalize it and then they got to come in and check out the stat and make sure everything's working Yeah, exactly. It
0: wasn't like that before. No, I know. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's a lot of steps. That's a lot of standing around. A lot of waiting. (laughs) But, I mean, ESA
1: is the one that brought it in. So, if ESA brought it in, then I'm sorry, it belongs to the electrician at that point, right? It sucks. It's under their permit. It's their responsibility. Yeah, but they they are trying, like GCs are trying to get tile guys to call it in. I'm like, I don't know any tile guys (laughs) that call in building permits, (laughs) let alone electrical permits, man. Yeah.
2: Well, they couldn't because the first thing they're going to ask you is... What's your account number? What's the notification number? Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And they don't have those numbers. They don't
2: have either of those. It's like, oh, do you have an address on file? But they won't even tell you if there's a permit available.
1: So I know that, Andrew, you think? do you think the same way, Jalen, that do you think things are getting far too worse that we can't come back?
0: What's that for, like... Just the
1: industry in general. Do we not have enough good guys out there?
2: There is enough good guys out there. But the bad outweighs the good significantly. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: Like what? Five to one? Like, I don't... Greater well,
2: I just uh, I just went to quota project in Guelph. They wanted I always gonna take on the electrical portion. They wanted the entire basement roughed in, the separate kitchen, two bedrooms, interconnected smoke detectors, they wanted a legal a legal basement apartment. Yeah, so the part I is love that shut title down. then. Yeah, all that fun stuff. And then they were like, Okay, hey, we wanna do fifty pot lights upstairs as well. Not include the pot lights, just for the basement, upgrading to two hundred amps from hundred amps. The entire rough-in, finishing final, devising, everything. I think I came in at, at $7,000, and he flat-out told me. That's
1: cheap, by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's cheap.
2: Well, me and Jalen could rough it in a day and a half.
1: Still cheap, man. Yeah. Okay. So, basically. I mean, I mean it's a good price. It's a good price. It's a really good price.
2: He flat-out told me. He's like, it's way too expensive. He's like, he's like, I have guys from Brampton who are going to come. They're going to work for cash, and they're going to do everything for $25,000.
1: Are they the Davids? David Copperfield and David Blaine? Oh, is that what it is? Magicians. It won't be a legal basement <laughs> apartment, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's what that blows my that's mind. Crazy. Why do you want to mess around with something that literally can burn your house down or kill somebody?
2: Like, I remember <laughs> His Money. money. Po- like, <sighs> that's the answer to everything. Money. But I remember hearing a podcast, one of the construction life podcasts a while back, and I think it was you who said it, Manny, where you said the plumber Uh-oh. electrician will state their price <laughs> and everybody will just accept it. The homeowners will take it. Yeah. Now everyone's like, no, no, no. Too everyone's expensive. questioning it. Everyone because literally you go on Facebook Marketplace, pot lights, $40, pot lights, $35, electrical service. I know, but it's it not
1: it's not apples to apples. That's no. what I try to. And it's frustrating when I try to educate clients or I try to educate other trades. I'm like, you guys are not comparing apples to apples, no. man. You Not need to all. understand something, right? That's yeah. yeah. like
0: for sure.
2: The cheapest pot light, CSA pot light, that I'm willing to install for somebody because it's a it's a name brand product, I get for 1150 a piece. Yeah.
1: That's low, man. The, pr-
2: the price of wire right now. What's three hundred dollars? Three hundred dollars oh, out the door. Taxes oh in. What it used to be, like 120, to get it for 99. I remember when my okay so why their basement 69
1: why is it so where's our copper coming from to make that stuff
2: oh it's all coming from overseas
1: is it all overseas the
2: problem with wire specifically wire and why it's so expensive it's made of three things it's made of copper it's made of oil it's made of gas and pl- well, plastic oil gas plastic those so three petroleum? Are record highs
1: yeah everything's high yeah
2: so price of Wire keeps skyrocketing. But
1: your wires have not dropped, not like lumber, man. Lumber's, Lumber's back down. Back down.
2: Wire not to where it high. was originally,
1: but it's reasonable right now. Yeah. Wires hasn't dropped. It's man.
2: not going to come back down.
1: They've got to taste the good life. Is that what's going on?
2: Well, just the price of everything's so high. You can't get anything right now. You can't get Siemens panels. Can't get. Eaton panels. Can't get. Leviton receptacles. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ancient <laughs> Federal Pioneer barn Barnburner. <laughs> uh,
1: you can get Commanders. Yeah, no. Yeah. Nobody Leviton, wants them.
2: no receptacles in Ontario. Leviton's got nothing. No receptacles. That's crazy, man. Nothing. You go to the supplier, empty. Like, we can't tell you when we'll get So there.
1: everything's all made offshore, and they Everything can't is. get the stuff coming in. Yeah. I did a show recently that I'm going to post later on this week about Workwear, and he try to get ahead of the game by putting his orders in for workwear one year in advance it's a smart thing to, to do. guarantee that he'll get whatever comes in when it comes in
2: yeah so i went to uh i went to westburn two weeks ago to get a hundred amp panel and they flat out told me they're like we cannot sell you any because everyone we come in we have to sell to this contractor because he paid in advance you seen it was coming he bought everything so they won't sell to anybody else. Okay, but
1: that's, that's the toilet paper thing back in Jeez. March in 2020, right? You Basically. can't do that. Well, that's not fair, but somebody did it.
2: Somebody did it. So there, yeah, they, they're get still it. getting their money. Oh, yeah, like everybody's that. still
0: getting their money. That's all they care about.
2: But, yeah, the, uh, the plastics is the big issue. Every time I go to the supplier, they flat out tell me, start stocking up because it's going to get worse.
1: So what are tech Gosh. cables costing you guys? Like, what are oh. s- insane? A leg. Really?
2: tech cables, like $4 a meter. Yeah, (laughs) it's real expensive.
1: Let's talk a little bit about fire, man, because I don't know too much about fire other than the inspectors asking me for fire stops and all this other crap when I'm doing legal basement apartments and (laughs) shit. What what are the rules these days? I mean, I know that a lot of people have been talking lately. I don't know if it'll ever pass. Are we ever going to see fire sprinklers inside of a house?
2: I don't think so. I had this conversation with a sprinkler fitter a year ago.
1: I don't think we will ever...
2: Water damage costs more than smoke damage.
1: Exactly. That's why. The insurance industry doesn't want it.
2: BC, I believe, has it already.
1: Yeah, that's where I first heard it, that they started doing it there. For whatever reason, BC's implementing all these new things that OBC starts to see, and then the National Building Code starts to see too. It's a downhill spiral. Yeah, but it's just like, I'm I'm not knocking the BC guys out there. It's just like, how about being a little fairer on everything across the country? But, yeah, so they, they started it there, and that's why. But uh, the insurance, they won't let it happen, man. There's
2: no way. The insurance companies basically mandate everything, just like arc fault breakers.
1: Which I hate. I can't stand those things. I can't stand a receptacle that you can't plug a vacuum into. into?
0: Trips yep. a yeah, trips it every time. Um,
1: and, I mean, that that came about because, what, bedroom fires, right? Some people were – but, I okay, listen, in all fairness – Those people that had those bedroom fires were putting Christmas trees into one receptacle. And then they were flying, you know, their stereo, their computer, their TV, their radio, everything attached to that thing. And then it was just burning up, man.
2: It makes sense. I think they said, was it 9 out of 10 fires start in the bedroom? So arc faults in bedrooms made sense. Well, manufacturers write the code book. You open the Canadian electrical code book, the first like 10 pages are people who sit on all the boards for every section. It's all manufacturers. So, again, $5 a breaker or $50 a breaker? Do the whole house at $50 a breaker and make a lot more money.
1: And then you upset people that...
2: Well, then my, my microwave keeps tripping. My gas stove keeps tripping. Every time I plug my plasma TV and it trips.
1: But aren't we making these appliances or these devices less consumable regarding power? Or are we not? I don't know.
2: We're making them less, but it's, it's the internal components. Anything that creates an arc will trip that breaker. Yeah, I was
1: really stunned when I first learned that your your receiver, your T V receiver, the amount of power that comes out of that fucking thing, man. Is insane. It's and uh, heat.
2: It's basically anything electronics really. So like everyone you probably remember when LEDs first came out. Yeah. Like no heat. We'll touch yeah. an LED and tell me Which no is heat. total bowl, right? <laughs> there's a lot of heat. Yeah, there's a bunch of it. Low power, crazy heat. But you
1: guys still, even though you're using all these LED pots and re- recessed lights, right? Yeah. You still have to run, what is it, 12 max per circuit? Or no, that no. changes?
2: No. So, like, we, we did a custom home two years ago, three years ago now? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Like two, three years ago, we did a custom home. The entire house, I have two lighting circuits for the entire house. That's it. That's it. It's all LED pots. It's all they wanted. No, like fi- uh, three fixtures: is that giant chandelier off the wood beam, the dining room light, the island, the two yeah. island lights, and there was another. There's another light in the bedroom. There's a chandelier. It's all the lights in the. Bu- so, so when you lights. guys
1: calculated everything, that's all you needed. Yeah,
2: it draws six, pots six watts per pot light. You're yeah. allowed fourteen hundred and forty watts on a circuit. Put a lot of the pot lights on one circuit.
1: You guys ever get into that? Um, low voltage house the whole house on low voltage no i saw i remember reading i remember speaking to somebody about it and i was just like thinking is this a good thing is this a bad thing i'm not exactly sure i don't know but i never saw it take off
2: home it, automation probably like 10 15 years ago was starting to become a yeah, thing yeah they were playing around with there's it there's a lot of houses in oakville that have all this low voltage and guys are ripping it all out nowadays really from what i've heard because it's not working It just it's not useful really so like ge three wire lighting controls where basically your light switch was this big and it was just like buttons yeah so like they did that a long time ago and that's still in use today more in commercial for like power packs and things like that but residentially it, it took off and then it disappeared
1: yeah so you it never took a giant off, no.
2: lighting control by your panel and that's all it was
1: yeah but now you've got all the radio raw two uh what is it uh seca yeah is it Casadas, that's yes. it yeah so you got those things
2: those are taken off huge but,
1: they're expensive, man. Very expensive. What are they retail? Like, hundred and fifty each or more?
2: I can get the Caseta kit, taxes in, just the just the switch. Yeah. For sixty-seven bucks, sixty-seven eighty.
1: The peel and stick one that.
2: You yeah, peel know. and stick with the receiver and everything. Sixty-seven yeah. eighty.
1: That's out not that bad.
2: That's no, not too bad.
1: Who are you guys using supplier wise out in Cambridge area?
2: Uh, I use Geary Gears. and Westbur, or not Westburn, Sorry, Gillivan. And they're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have been going to Geary since I was in the premise. started though Jason started no, with Gilvin's Gulloden. good too. Yeah. They're more Geary for residential, anything commercial, Gilvin.
1: Okay, so I got sidetracked again. So the fire thing, mostly commercial at that point, right? You haven't done I guess you get the special odd custom resi that wants it for whatever reason. For yeah. The but
2: only time I've ever ran into that is basically when they have like legal basement apartments, where like you need a sprinkler head inside the furnace room before the main water shut off, and then you need a dedicated smoke detector in there, CO smoke CO, and they need a furnace shutdown relay or a duct smoke. I typically go with the furnace shutdown relay because it's way easier.
1: You guys, let me ask you guys something. I mean, and you guys be brutally honest. Do we really need a smoke carbon light strobe strobe in every bedroom? In every fucking bedroom? Man. No way. Oh, we well, don't yeah. right no
2: no it's a manufacturer thing
1: like it that's goes? a code thing so the manufacturer pushed the code yeah. to get it into the code yep and now you guys got to park one of these in every single closed room bedroom and hallway on each floor yeah
2: i've always done the three in one smoke strobe co in one yeah because a lot of companies doing houses if you, like if you go to cookie cutter houses there's two there's an octagon with a smoke strobe yep. and there's a ceo the time it takes you to mount two boxes, more wire, more moreettes, mount two devices, you're losing money. That's Pay a little more for the one. It's 108 bucks for the three-in-one, one box, one device. The labor you waste, I just don't understand what they do, too. But $108 piece versus a classic smoke detector everyone used to use for it. 30 bucks yeah
1: which was garbage but they were terrible <laughs> but yeah i just i never understood that man and i know that you're forced to do it if you're doing new construction you're forced to do it you have no choice yeah yeah ha- that's it's not going to pass no without it
2: but then again that's a building code thing not even an electrical thing it's like the uh the car chargers we got to run the conduit to the garage it's not an electrical so vehicle, in
1: all man. new construction you still have to run the conduit one inch conduit all of them
0: for car yeah. chargers yeah or for car yeah. Charger.
1: Maybe the guys can piss in that conduit, huh? Same conduit. <laughs> <laughs> well. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. So what are there? I mean, I know that everybody always has conversations with me. You get clients, and they're like, "Oh, we might get an electric car in the future," and you got to set up the whole thing. So you're running a one-inch conduit just to run what 200 amps to the garage? Is that the idea? Uh, typically, 60. Or 60. Sorry, yeah, 60, 60 amps, amps. Yeah, yeah. 60 amps. And that's all you need.
2: That's all you need for one. Typically. For one car. Get two electric cars. Well, now you. you <laughs> got to run two. Yeah, I need a second conduit.
1: But you got, but. Building code-wise, you got to only run on one conduit. So what happens in the event that they have two cars? It's
2: gonna get expensive quickly.
1: <laughs> because you have to redig or rerun, yeah, yeah all kinds. It's
2: done one, but it was an old home with no, like, capacity for car charging. So it was 200 amp service, and they asked for they had two cars. One was a Porsche, one was a BMW. So then, like, they asked if we could put the Porsche charger on one side, if we could put the BMW charger on the other side. Oh,
1: Basically, they're both electric.
2: Yeah, they're both electric. So basically, I think we ran the Porsche charger closer to the panel, or the BMW charger farther away. Porsche was sixty amps, the BMW was forty. So basically, you got hundred amps to charge your cars. But like nowadays, like they everybody says, you want to put a car charger in? Well, you have to upgrade your panel. The other option is you could put like a on-demand transfer switch, which is very expensive. But
1: what's an on-demand transfer switch?
2: So it's basically like if your stove and your hot tub are running, your car can't charge.
1: Oh, so it's basically selective.
2: It's selective, yes. Interesting. I've seen a few guys do a few of those. I haven't done them personally yet.
1: But then you have to be conscious. But then again, if you're tree-hugging and you're buying an electric car, then you're probably going to be conscious of it anyway, right? Yeah. I don't know. When you guys get in a Cybertruck?
0: Never. (laughs) Never. As soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the price of fuel right now—it's <laughs> <the laughs> well. Oh man, why
1: why is fuel going up, man? I can't oh. stand looking at diesel. Like this is insane going up. What's going on now? I don't Should know. A diesel. I try not to pay attention to the news, man, because yeah. it's just depressing. Apparently but I've been watching the gas number just go up: Every one four, day. one four two, one four four, one. Come on, man! It's
2: crazy, man. Oh, it's. That's why the price of copper so high too. Can't buy wire.
1: What are some of the electrical rules on the exteriors of homes, or if there are any rules?
2: Actually, I just called my inspector about this the other day. I did an outdoor kitchen, a whole outdoor kitchen, sauna, hot oh tub. Oh, man, I,
1: you bring up a good point, because nowadays, yeah. everybody well, wants an outside, inside, outside. Yes. So you, but what was, the, what was the standard for building code? It was always one receptacle on the back entrance, one receptacle on the front Tied entrance. Tied together with
2: a GFI at the front. Exactly. The the back. Yeah.
1: But you can't do that now to sustain whatever you want on the outside. Oh, God, no. So what do you? Add? How much like how much power you got to bring outside?
2: We at this case there were sixty amps outside. There was no stove. They just had a barbecue. But then there was an island. There was lighting. There was a hot tub. There was counter receptacles. Hot tub pond. sucks
1: more power than a car charger. Forty amps. This one was a oh, small. Oh, oh, so for it was okay. A small
2: hot tub. Yeah, it was an, it was an older one. Wow, that was already in place. I, but the electrician who did it didn't know what he was doing. But <laughs> no GFI protection at all on it. Yeah, that's nuts. On a hot tub? On a hot tub. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Okay. i liked that for a long time. And then they called us. Well, they called me. And they're like, hey, do you want to come take a look at this? And he's like, I want to upgrade my panel to 200 amps. i put an addition on the house. So that was job one. And he's like, oh, I got. I want to do an outdoor kitchen. That's job two. I was like, well, let's look at the outdoor kitchen first. So I go out there. I see the spa pack. He basically tells me I want... A plug for a mini fridge I want a plug for an ice maker I want a plug for a margarita mixer I want outdoor lighting I want <laughs> an island <Iler> receptacle <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh yeah
1: This is the grocery list he's giving you? Oh, all yeah. these appliances?
2: But then it's like 4 amps for a mini fridge And like 5 amps for an ice maker I was like well one circuit So I called my inspector up to see what he wanted to see And he's like is there a stove? And I said no He's like put everything on one circuit It doesn't count as a kitchen
0: mm-hmm.
2: It only counts as a kitchen if you have a stove
1: Yeah, I know, because those are the rules in some municipalities around here. Your basement apartment is not technically legal at that point because you don't have a stove in here. Correct. But what happens is you renovate, you don't put a stove, and you get inspected, and then you put a stove. It just magically happens (laughs) again, how that works. (laughs) (laughs) The wire was in the wall magically waiting to go. (laughs) The vent was already hung. (laughs) All right, what else do you guys want to talk about, man?
0: What else is talking about?
2: The disaster that is the lowest bidder system. Well, a
1: race, oh. to bottom, race to the bottom, man. Like, and it just that goes back to the apple, apple Shoot thing. Shooting
0: yourself in the foot.
2: Well, like I, I mentioned earlier, that project I did that uh, the, it was thirty-four million dollars originally. It's way it's way north of forty now. It was a race to the bottom. Seven approved contractors, six approved contractors. This is contractors. the seven
1: hundred change order one. Yeah. Fuck.
2: So, six approved contractors. On the pre-approved list, all six bid it, race to the bottom, 34, 34.1, I think it was around $34 million total contract. They get awarded the contract. Now it's way north of 40. The lawsuits and everything else are going to bring it up even higher. Nobody gets paid because it's just the way the commercial industry works, basically work for free.
1: What happens to and who got awarded the job and they didn't get paid, so now their workforce is not getting paid?
2: Well, the GC gets paid. GC sends his bill to the, to the city every month. The city approves the draw. He gets his draw. He holds that money for 90, 100, 100, 10, 120 days and pays the subcontractors. If he doesn't like you, he doesn't pay you. You threaten to walk off site, your truck magically appears.
1: Really? That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's how it is. That's
2: how it is. It's a race to the bottom. You submit your price. It goes up to tender. You bid the job. You always account for material and tools and hardware and everything else you need to. Overhead supervision. You submit your price. He shops it around. He calls you if he likes you. He's like, hey, I shopped it around. Come down 10% and it's yours. Kickback. Yeah. So then you knock your price down 10%. So your profit's already gone. But you're basically you want the work. And you're hoping to make money somewhere else. And that's why you have to start cheating it's dirty system. So what's
1: the smart move? Don't even get involved in that. Just walk away from price it. Price is my price. That's it. Don't don't drop, your it. Price. don't
2: drop your price. You got to stick with it. But stick then there's always
1: going to be a crew, if not crews, that willing will drop their cheap. price.
2: There's always somebody out there willing to work for free. Always. That's what yeah. I say.
1: I mean, I learned my lessons, man. It's like sometimes you just stay at home and don't make the money because guess what? You'll make you'll save more money by not going to that job.
2: Oh, you will. And then right. it's not worth the headaches. And then you're stressed out yeah. for what? Just because you're working not to make money, it just doesn't make sense. And that's why when people call us, like I get calls all the time. It's like, hey, I'm looking to do pot lights. I don't even waste my time quoting it. I'm like, you won't take my price because you already know. I already that know they won't take the price. They're
1: shopping around, and all they care about is a number.
2: They care about number per pot Cheap, light. cheap. Yeah. That's you all ever had that about.
1: conversation with clients where they're like, I get that the first one costs 150, but the next one's like five feet away. So why is that one cost 150? Shouldn't it be cheaper?
2: Well, my time, my labor, my wire. Yeah, experience. Up, mark up, experience. Experience. Might take me an hour to do six potlates, but I've done this for 10 years. That's so why I can do it in an hour. Yeah, so
1: what's the difference? You want a guy who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, no permit. And they'll take all day, yeah. possibly create a problem. And then you'll get that same price. Or you want a guy who knows how to do it and gets it done within a few hours.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like the guys who are willing to drill blind. Like My rule is I refuse to drill blind. Yeah. Because that yeah. one time you put your auger bit through a water line or you hit a gas line oh, or anything. S- oh,
1: man. I just saw that recently, like two yeah. years ago. And I just. You're going to wish you drilled I, the hole. I, I didn't see it. I heard it first. Right. Yeah. And my first thought was, why didn't you check on the other side of the wall? before you drilled right yep. and the, the hole was literally went right into the main conduit of the oh. meter.
2: Oh, a big bang.
1: I, he, he was literally like an eighth away from actually touching and I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you, man?
0: Why? Why?
1: Just got a hole. Well, because it's a one man shot, yeah. comes in, just got to drill a hole, but not thinking what could possibly be on yeah. the other end of this hole and just or in between him. this hole. And that's the one wire you're going to hit. Let's hit the main wire.
2: Yeah, Unfused power. It was yeah. all the way back to that transformer. That's going boom. Hydra probably showed up not long after.
1: I won't get into the specifics of that because <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
2: Smart meters. The second there's a problem. No, but I, just,
1: I start to panic because my first thought is that this is how people die. Like you get a death on sight, man.
2: I've been shocked many, many times.
1: With regular 15 amp or anything? Oh, I've
2: I've had 600 once. 347. Oh, once. What does that feel like, man? Uh, 600 throws you. Hurts. 347 holds you. Hopefully, you're not holding it when you get shocked, because 347 is what kills you.
1: What do you guys like? So 600 will throw you. 340s. 347 holds you. Y- it won't let go. No, you won't let go. If you're, you're if you, you start crack, burning flesh.
2: Well, you, most of the time you're dead by that time. If you're lucky. It flexes your, you it all just your tense up. It's oh, tempting.
1: shit. okay, wow.
2: So basically, if you touch it, you're just your muscles clench. 600 that. has so much power that it'll physically throw you away. I'd Do rather, I'd rather get hit by 600 any day than 347.
1: I guess it's like, uh, you rather break a bone instead of spraying a muscle or some yeah. shit, right?
2: Exactly, like, it's fun technically, technically, like, you're never like, they always say, like. You never should work live and you never should work live. Yes. There's very specific scenarios where you're allowed to work live in the green book. Troubleshooting, you're gonna cause more harm than, you're gonna cause more harm than good if you turn it off, which is very, very rare. Basically, somebody's on an operating room in a hospital, yeah. which I've done, I've done a lot of hospitals. They basically require you to do live, but you get your arc flash, you get your gloves, you have your Calvin, New York flash label, you know what the potential energy is there and all your gear is rated for that. So if anything does happen, you're not gonna get hurt.
1: So how do you guys get this taught? Like is it does it start at school? Is yes. there like a, an extensive safety at the school explaining to you that 600 will throw you and this shit will burn you like
2: if the teacher knows they show you videos. Yeah, they show you a lot of videos.
1: From the 70s or something like that? No. Uh, some of them are newer. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh? Oh,
2: yeah. Usually a lot of time. But there. then how do you
1: guys learn this on the site? You just get an electrician. Experience. Somebody experience.
2: somebody's been hit by it and they know.
1: Yeah. That's the one thing why I never got into electrical. Cause I can't see what's hurting me. You
2: can't see. You can't smell You can't do You anything. Can't smell it. Exactly. You, you, can't can't smell it, it. you can't smell it. You can't smell it. You can only feel it. And at that point, like, you feel it. Yeah.
0: That's so it's test, the, test, test.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, test I've been shocked a few times, been in the hospital twice. So okay, technically you have to get EKGs done. I actually once was this year working as a project manager, six o'clock in the morning, I had to do a shutdown. Me and three other apprentices. And I had a really bad feeling about the splitter because when I shut it down a month earlier, I noticed arcing after the power was off. The night before I told the two apprentices, he was a fifth year, well he's journey person candidate. So he's in that in-between stage between writing and an apprentice. So I said for him and his apprentice to work on the splitter, and me and my apprentice would go over and untie the panel off the generator and hook it back up to the building power. It was about 545. And I was looking at the splitter and I changed my mind. I said, you guys go work on that. I'll do the splitter. So my apprentice left the room. I turned off the generator outside. So one of those big toe-behind units. I figured it was like a 75k or 75,000. watt. I forgot how they size generators. It's not my field. Generator's disconnected. All the cables are unhooked. There's no way there's power at it. I take my meter, phase A to ground, zero. B to ground zero, C to ground zero, A to B zero, B to C zero, A to C zero. It's dead. There's no power. I unhook everything. All, my, all the wires are off. I'm taking off a lock nut for the fire alarm panel. And a neutral from the, one of the panels that's de-energized, there's no power on it, hits my arm, and I'm on the lock nut. And the lights turn on because the neutral went through me. So this is the 140-year-old school. Somewhere at some point, some electrician, has gone into a junction box, put all these panels, all wires from different panels together, we're red at neutrals, and it's trying to find a way back to ground. The only way that it would ever come live is when you isolate it from ground. So because I've opened everything up, it has no path to ground. So it's just sitting there waiting to get back. So after I get shocked, me, the senior project manager, I called him and he's an ESA inspector, retired. And we're going through it. We're trying to figure it out. The engineer is on site. We're, the three of us now are trying to figure this out. So I take the ground wire and I shove it to the main. It's like a three-inch ground bar around this electrical room. I touch it to it, and it blows up.
1: With you touching it?
2: No, I was I was holding like the insulated part. Okay, with the insulated I part. Touched it to the the bare copper ground. And oh, it blew man. up. Wow. Because there's there's power there. There's there's like a unknown voltage, but there's current.
1: Wouldn't it be smart of Whoever's running that job, especially it being a school. No, I'm just saying, to discover all this shit before you guys accidentally discover it.
2: It's hard because they never turn it, it, it off. It's never been turned off. Yeah, you wouldn't so have just even They add known? on to it and add on to it and yeah. add on to it and add on to it. And the only really time it ever shuts off is when they have to change something. And we were the ones changing it. So the last time this switchgear was changed was probably in the 50s so we it was a 3000 amp switchgear and we replaced it with a new 3000 amp switchgear so nothing else has been touched so we disconnected it for the first time in 80 years almost so we discover all the problems when we open it up
1: schools i mean is it the same thing like 100 years ago it'd be knob and tube in a house what's what's the electrical in schools at that old like age
2: oh it's like cloth jacket wire rigid pipe oh wow oh yeah the wire's so old like we were taking it off and like just brittle right it's, it's just all falling off it's like bare copper now hey. So so just heat shrink burn splice, like to the better part of the insulation have
1: you seen any of that stuff you haven't no, come I across haven't, that
2: i haven't done schools so oh. i'm not nobody makes me. money in schools it's just a common thing you just do it to keep guys busy
1: that's just all it is you get so the contract just, and you just just to keep guys you busy. got your date you're doing no the work and that's it
2: yeah there's no profit very very little if any
1: So then why do it then at that point? Somebody, like I said, has got to be making money. And so the money's going into someone's pocket, but it's not going to everybody's pocket.
2: Yeah, it's never going to the contractor's pocket. That's for sure. Basically, walk away. You break even every single time. Every time. And every contractor does schools will say the same thing.
1: So are you guys the go-to guys to hang all the light fixtures at home for family members? I
2: refuse to. (laughs) Yeah. My uh, oh my god. Here you go. Here's the
1: box. Yes. And then here's the box full of little crystals <laughs> are all next to it. I think there are about four hundred pieces. <laughs> Ironically. Me and my girlfriend bought a
2: house this year in June. The light fixture was packaged since May. I only put it up like a week ago. How many pieces? It was pieces? sitting there in the bed our bedroom.
1: How many pieces?
2: It was all there was not that many crystals.
1: Okay. Luckily a lot small.
2: were pre pre assembled. But like she's like, it'll take you five minutes. I'm like, you don't understand no, the, no, no. the there's mental no, preparation. There's no yeah. Five minutes,
1: man. Yeah. There's not, not even IKEA lights take five <laughs> no. minutes, man. Come on. So it was
2: like the mental preparation. It took me like a week to mentally prepare myself. I have to hang this fixture. It's my own house. I know. And I refuse to do it. <laughs> like we uh we did change all the flooring in the house. And I did a lot of flooring before I did electrical. And I was more willing to get on my hands and knees to and lay a thousand square feet of flooring than I was to hang one fixture. I was like, nope, no way, not today.
1: What is it? Why, why won't you guys do it, man? I just hate it. You just can't stand it, huh?
2: So like the custom home that we did a couple of years back, it was in my contract. I will not hang fixtures. Customer supplies, customer owned, customer can hang.
1: Customers have a hard time understanding is that we don't know what's in the box. We don't know. Like, you guys show us a picture of the light fixture yeah. that's done by a grade school student. <laughs> and then they don't tell you exactly the details <laughs> of that picture. And then you open up the box, and it's just like styrofoam and box and wrapped and all this other shit. And then one little piece, two piece, three piece, four piece. Screws, thousand. brackets. Yeah, all kinds and of and shit. Funky connectors. I hate it. Really you're can. right. It's so just mentally just exhausting just before you're looking at the box.
2: I just think it's... As an electrician, I don't care what anybody says. Commercial, residential, industrial, it's lights and plugs. There's a lot of big stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff. But most of the work is lights and plugs. At the end of the day. That's all it is. And you just, those are the two things you hate. When you do your apprenticeship, doing so many lights and so many plugs. You're just like, nope, can't do it. Mentally cannot do this. Where's my apprentice? Go put those lights up.
1: Are we eventually, at one point, ever going to see the complete disappearance of screw plates?
2: I personally like screwless. You still have to screw I them. love screwless too. They're not that much more expensive.
1: I, that's they're now becoming more and more reasonable. Very. But I just I'm always still surprised, and I still see it in some custom resi. I'm assuming track is all screwed plates, though.
2: Track like
1: a subdivision. Oh
2: yeah. Oh. oh
1: I'm assuming right, unless yeah. they maybe put screwless on the main floor in the kitchen, so then that's where they everybody sees it. But I'm assuming that most it no, is all screwed. Ju-
2: all screwed plates. It's cheaper. I think it's. Like a decora. Well, the prices everything's up right now. But like a, a decor receptacle right now, a Leviton one costs me $1.88 apiece. A Schneider, because I just switched to them. They're, they just Are they came. good? I love them. Yeah? Yeah, they're, they're more of a commercial style receptacle. So yeah. they're, they're deeper than the, the classic Resi style. You know how typically electricians, we like hook our wire and bend it on? Yep. In commercial, we don't do that. It's all stranded wire. There's pressure plates in the back like our switches. Yeah. You just put the wires under you tight, the pressure plate down, and you put it on. All of the Schneider residential. That's how line it is. That's how it is. That's smarter. They basically made one device for commercial and residential. That's
1: a European way of doing things. It is. A
2: Euro- they come from Europe. Yeah. So those ones cost me $1. thirty-three apiece. find not them that so much more. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's, 50, it's yeah. 50, 55 cents cheaper.
1: So it makes more sense, man. It makes Are more they sense. just making it cheaper to get it into the market, to saturate, to try to convert people?
2: That's what they did with uh, a lot of their switch gears. And it's got to be narrowly. that way, right? But once they're in, they're in.
1: I'm curious. In school, do they teach you guys which way does the slotted screw go, vertically or horizontally? Vertically every time. I it's always, always, vertically? Always, always vertically. Always. Always. Well, the only what if you get a four g- gang?
2: Then I'll do it horizontally.
1: Ah, see, that makes no sense, man. Come on, do that it still makes no it. sense because all you electricians will take a single gang, go vertical, yeah, and and you'll defend it to the death, <laughs> and then I start <laughs> talking about double, triple, quadruple gang, four gang, and then all of a sudden you start getting a split in the censorship, right? You'll be like, no, 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 four gang. It's got to go horizontal at that point.
0: I refuse <laughs> to put in four gangs. <laughs> I always put them up. Yeah.
1: All four? Always. Three, three double? Anything, yeah. Really, One, two, it's always and three. Keep it the same.
2: Horizontal. Like, four, like, when we've done, we've done a few custom homes, I will not put a four gang box in somebody's house just because they're visually unappealing.
1: They're if very just, ugly. Yeah. If
2: you spend a little bit of time and you talk to your client, you can find another better location for that switch. It might cost you a little bit of money and some time. But if it gives you a better end product, go for it every single time.
1: I agree with you. There's no reason to enter into your home. At what point do you (laughs) need to control four areas of light? No. You don't. You have
2: your main entrance light. You have your outside light. And you probably have like a three-way for a hallway or some pot lights that you want. So when you tap out at three? I tap out at three.
1: (laughs) Three and that's it. Very specific.
2: Well, it came from an experience I had. It was a custom house in Cambridge. I was a first-year apprentice. 16. Front, walk into this massive five-story stacked. home. 16? Two eight-gangs stacked. Oh, my God. Eight-gangs? Two eight-gangs stacked. 16 switches to the front entrance. Couldn't tell you what any of them
1: do. Do they, do they oh make an eight-gang plate? You have to plate? take the
2: side plates off, oh, yeah. screw it all together, support it, mount it. So what
1: did he? What like what do they need to control 16 things at one time? I don't
2: know. <laughs> i really... I've watched in there, and I'm like... What is this?
1: Someone just loves light switches, huh?
2: Somebody didn't want to spend money on a lighting control panel. <laughs> you got a five story house and you're going to cheap out on that.
1: Are they expensive?
2: They are. They get expensive, well, right? At that time. What are
1: you doing? You're bringing everything to one source. One and, central location. And then you're just. And
2: from that, it's controlling everything. In commercial, what, it's basically the application we always use. Yeah. Everything, everything's lighted control. The only, th- even, basically the only time you have individual lights is like offices. Even then, typically, depending where it is, you have a night light that's always on or always off. Besides that, everything else is lighting control.
1: Commercial, you guys got to be doing a lot more motion. Because I guess Everywhere. everything's yeah. in motion, right? Everything. Because is, is it really, does it conserve power? At nighttime, I guess, because At it automatically nighttime. all shuts down. And there's right? always overrides. Oh, really? For
2: So a lot of the offices I've done, you have a motion sensor on the ceiling, which controls the power pack. But then you have an override, like a, a manual light switch that'll override the sensor.
1: So you turn it on anyway and it overrides the sensor exactly yeah. so it defeats it the off. purpose of the sensor it basically does so you're still using consumption
2: and what we always say is like three years from now the maintenance electricity is going to come in here he's going to rip out the switches you're going to rip out the sensor because everyone's going to get annoyed of it But it's just the way the building is designed so as per contract we do it
1: are there rules regarding lead and certification for electrical for lead certified not sure energy efficiency and stuff like that i just figured with electrical you guys would be doing more not low really. voltage and stuff but
2: everything that we come across mm-hmm. is usually spec'd. it's like here we want these fixtures from this supplier yeah. no alternatives Send us the stop drawings approved send back order it's more of that falls on like the engineer and you have
1: nothing to say like you can't respond back going you realize that there's a better schneider or whatever there's a better you, it's not your place to do sometimes. that we'll sometimes sometimes you can suggest that okay yes.
2: And then they'll either they'll approve it or deny it, depending on the engineer. Some engineers love when you give them appro- or alternates. Some engineers don't. For example, that, that $34 million project I worked on, the engineer spec'd 100% eating everything. Eaten switchgear, eating panels, eating breakers, eating lighting. We installed Schneider everything as an alternate. We fought him a long way. It got accepted in the end.
1: And you liked it better? Schneider's panels are better?
2: In the commercial world, Schneider's like
1: they came from commercial didn't they yes
2: but then schneider owns square d they own federal pioneer and okay they own a bunch of all these other brands personally their commercial stuff i love i had a big problem with them this summer but <laughs> that's a whole other ball game okay <laughs> <laughs> um, basically the shortages worldwide right now their commercial side three pole breakers 22 ka rating basically just a higher kilamp uh interrupter rating for faster protection can't get them for months. In August, I needed f- six breakers to finish this contract with these schools. I have alternates in right now to have the school online. They're telling me Christmas. They're negative in the thousands worldwide. Can't get any panels. Can't get any guts. Can't get any. Holy
1: cow, man! Because they, they flat out said they can't get. the So their what hands are you guys doing? Like you guys are starting a job, you're getting to a certain scope of it, and then all of a sudden you just put the job on hold and you can't get paid the rest of it until you come in and finish off these little tweaks.
2: Got to make it work. That's Find all you something got. to make it work
1: Just to close it
2: Just to like get it all operational To get substantial And then come back And fix it later With the proper stuff
0: With the proper breakers
1: So where are you guys or What's your next stage now Jaylen? Where are you going to go from here When are you writing Oh
0: I wrote already You already wrote Yeah I wrote in March Passed And got my ticket So was that A couple months ago So right now I'm working With a contractor Been with them For about three years Kind of just Riding it with them They're keeping me busy helping Andrew when I can I was talking to him talking to him about, I was debating getting my master's as well but we'll see where it goes because I have to be licensed for three years why
1: wouldn't you so want to get your master's
0: there's like a stigma to it
1: why what yeah. do you mean
0: the master's
2: electrician exam is the easiest test out there okay you don't need to be an electrician to pass it okay you don't even need to be an electrician to write I'll it. take your word for it okay so <laughs> if you are a PN or you're C Tech or what's the other one a C tech and there's a c-c-e-t certified engineering technologist okay if you're either of those and you're working for an electrical contractor you can challenge the master electrician yeah. exam a lot of guys do that yeah so basically the master electrician exam has 20 questions on it that are electrical and they all come out of two sections in the ontario code book section two and it's all when do you have to pull a permit how do you pull a permit and section 75 i think it is which only exists in the ontario code book and it's basically how to put up hydro poles, which electricians mostly don't do. The rest of it is business administration and taxes and health and safety. So you can pass those three to pass the test. Well, technically test. you can't, but... That's yeah. the test? That's the test. Yeah. Really? That's the test.
1: So I can challenge the test and take the test and pass the yeah, test, and the I can be easily. a master electrician? Yeah.
2: yeah. You still can't perform electrical work. Until you your license. T- Yeah. Until you're yeah. licensed 309A or 442, but you're a master electrician.
1: So, so that's, that's what why the stigma the goal, is.
2: You're a master electrician. Ooh, you can pull permits. It's basically what it is. It's basically just it's so you can have company. your own business. Yeah. All it's for.
1: Yeah, but you get a lot of guys who pull permits for other guys. Yes, which is illegal. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your liability, some of those. That's true. And oh, I don't know why you would want to do that, because I guess you're making a little bit of skimming. Yeah. That's all making you... Making free money. Yeah. But yeah, it's very But illegal. if something goes wrong... Are your name's on it. Or yeah. Names on it. yeah.
2: That's a whole other issue, too, because your name was on it the day it passed, the last day you were there. If anything's changed from that point to, like, 10 years down the road, you're really going to blame the guy who did it? Cause no. Could, somebody yeah. could have been in there. Yep. So could've that's, the, like, in commercial, that's the big thing, right? Or the
1: homeowner can do it because there's that whole stupid law where oh, it's yeah. a the castle, right? they want. Yeah, they can. You still have to pull permits. You still have to pull permits. You still got to get an inspector. You got to still get them, but, they, like, the they homeowner they could want. actually do it.
2: Yep. Anything they want in their home.
1: In their home. Yeah, it is their territory. Which I propagate. personally think is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah.
2: It doesn't make sense. It costs a lot more to pull a homeowner's permit than it does like a contractor's permit. Like twice? Almost, yeah. Really? Yeah, they do it purposely. For that eye. reason. Yeah.
1: But you still get homeowners applying for it.
2: Oh, you still do all the time. Yeah. Really? Like the going rate for electricians nowadays is pretty high. And they're like, I can go on YouTube. I can put wires together. <laughs> yes. That's basically what it came down DIY. to. <laughs> DIY. HDTV. <laughs> Uh, well, we H- all know we all know where <laughs> I stand on that, man. My girlfriend likes it all day, <laughs> every day. She loves it. And I'm just sitting there like pounding my head against the wall. She does that to you? Oh, yeah. She loves my it.
1: My girlfriend can't do that to me. No? Because you know why? I leave. <laughs> yeah. I'll just walk away. Oh, I pull up my That's laptop.
2: It. I pull up my iPad. Right. I go through drawings I, and yeah. send emails. I,
1: it's just like, I can't watch that crap, In <laughs> the
2: background, I'm hearing it. funny story about HGTV. <laughs> go ahead. Not going to mention the show. I'll tell you which show it is after the story. <laughs> <laughs> two of my guys are working up north, Kay. renovating a cottage.
1: Okay. What year is this? Wait, hang on.
2: A month ago. Oh, re- Okay. So they're working up north, wiring these cottages. There's a cottage and there's a boathouse, but because of the size they're now far away from each other, they're going to make it two separate episodes. Like they're not on the same property, but they're renovating them at the exact same time. But you get two f- episodes out of one place, it's a gold mine. My guys are in there wiring, the host is outside standing around. Framers are framing the walls. Our guys are pulling wire drilling holes. The field crew comes in and says, everybody off-site. The guy at host is outside now at this point doing a ton of push-ups as fast as he can, oh my God. trying to buff up his arms to make him look sweaty. Comes in with a I hammer know, and a couple I, nails.
1: I know who you're talking about. <laughs> he's
2: nailing the last stud in place. I know who
1: you talk. talking about. And he's like, the one nail? Yeah, he's <laughs> like,
2: oh, hard. It's a good day's work. And then like, guys are sending me this video. And I'm like, seriously? I'm like, I, I knew this went on, but like, that bad?
1: Why isn't the crew, Jeez. like the real crew, the real construction crew on the side, heckling? I would be heckling them, <laughs> man.
2: Well, they Push don't want to get kicked off site. Yeah, that's, that's the thing they about it. They get in it. trouble and they get fired from the company. And uh, you're no longer allowed to work I for I know us. exactly
1: nah. who you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, that's the funny thing, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah That just happened. <sighs>
1: And it happens, and it'll happen again, and all that crap will happen, and it's just, it's just garbage. I can't stand it, man. Let's quickly talk about uh, tools. So what, did he convince you what brand to go with, or did you make your own decision, Jalen? I
0: think I made my own decision. You own decision. Did you? Yeah, I bleed red.
1: Of course you do, because you're a sparky, man. <laughs> and what are you? I have
2: no brand loyalty to anybody.
1: So you'll just use whatever really. works.
2: I have DeWalt 12-volt for my lasers. I love DeWalt lasers. I have DeWalt 20 volts. That's what I started with at the time.
1: Green or red? Lasers. Green.
0: Green. You got to go green. Got to go green. See them outside. I'll admit
1: that DeWalt's green is tighter than Bosch's green. Yeah. I don't know Milwaukee's green. Is it tighter? I was going to say, yeah, I've, I've
0: seen Milwaukee with I've the
1: I've never
2: green. used it. I'm not going to face it. Well, you for. have
1: Milwaukee's? No, well you're not gonna, be, you're not gonna pay 500 bucks. I'm not
2: gonna pay 649 dollars for. An M4 is that laser. how much it is? There's no way I'm paying oh, that.
1: You know, red costs more money—the paint and the plastic. That's <laughs> yeah, all but it is. Apparently, <laughs> but then I have
2: so I have the yeah, Dewalt 12, Dewalt 20, Dewalt 60 volt for my uh, like stud and drill joy circular saw, my, tw- or my 120 volt miter saw. Love that thing.
1: The Dewalt. The Dewalt. Yeah, the, the box one volt. sucks, man. So I love that miter saw. You love the flex d- double battery. Love it. You don't find it. It could be because it's I'm heavy. older. Yeah, it's like
2: 54 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's <great>. I find <laughs> it. it I life.
1: find it heavy to bring it down. It's
2: heavy to bring it down. To I want to basically
1: start speaking French and see a head on a, inside of a hole. That's yeah. how hard I. That guillotine is hard, man. It's very hard. It's hard. I. I, I find that as the problem.
2: I just love the capability that I could be cordless recorded. There's time. That's what I do
1: like because the Bosch is not that. So then if you run out of power, you can just plug it in. Exactly. Which is smart. But also, it's two batteries, man. It's two.
2: I got two 12-amp hours in it.
1: Okay. All right.
2: But then I have, I love Milwaukee's 12-volt line. Okay. I love it. It's like The subcompact line, they own it by far, and they have the best. Hands down. I have M18, Milwaukee's bandsaws. I prefer them over any other brands. I've worked with a lot of Hilti bandsaws. They break plates way. How too big, big, big is the opening on that? What can you cut? Five kind of, by five. That's big, man. Yeah. Okay. I use it for everything. I have Hilti, 22 volt. Love Hilti.
1: Man, you 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 are. You got a it's mix of everything, yeah. man. I,
2: have, I am not brand loyal to anybody. Every tool has its application. Of course. So if you stick to one brand and swear by one brand only, you're missing out on everything. You're else. limiting yourself. I,
1: I totally agree with you.
2: All my concrete tools, everything's Hilti. My core drills are Hilti, my SDSs are Hilti. I have Hilti drills, uh, Hilti impacts. They're okay. They, I like how they won't break your wrist. They auto cut out. Yeah, yeah, that yeah,
1: that's smart. The
2: Hilti impacts are heavy though. Yeah, they're very heavy. But also, Hilti's really
1: like 100 to 150 more than oh, the nearest yeah. competitor.
2: Hilti's tools, like the, the bare tools themselves, are very comparable. It's the batteries is where mm-hmm. they get you. But it's the batteries are good. Batteries. My five amp hour Hilties will outlast my eight amp hour Milwaukee, and I'll outlast my nine amp hour DeWalt hands down easily.
1: So who convinced you to go red, Jalen?
0: I don't know. I think I I had I had my journeyman when I was doing Resi. Yeah. He rocked a lot of Milwaukee, and I was using I was using his tools, and I I just liked it. Started buying it, and then I just stuck with it. Whenever I w- work with Andrew, it's like I just try all of his tools.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like a little store at that <laughs> point, man. You just house. It. This guy's got every truck. tool, every tool. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. At Conestoga, what do they do? They give you anything? No, well, they don't have so. any. You're supposed to bring your own, isn't it? No,
2: well they don't they, give they give you like a tool list, and it's basically like your typical tool list: red, Robbie, green, Robbie, black, Robbie, Phillips, flathead, linesman, side cutters, needle nose, strippers, two pairs of channel locks. Are you ice. getting
1: all fancy with all your screwdrivers or no?
2: I was with it for a long, long time. If it wasn't Klein, it wasn't mine. Yeah, I'm Klein. But like, I, I love Klein screwdrivers. I have a lot of wear of screwdrivers. Are they good? Are they, they worth it? Oh They're yeah. Sweet. yeah. They're, They're just good. Comfortable. Okay. That's what it is. All like right. as an electrician, you have your screwdriver in your hand like all day. Like I yell at Jan all the time for pouch and a pouch. Up oh, on for, for having like pouches.
1: You don't who what you don't Maybe who doesn't have pouches.
2: I refuse. I will never wear a pouch. You don't wear you pouches. You'll never see me wearing a pouch. So
1: how are you walking around and like you just?
2: It's, uh, as a commercial electrician, nobody yeah. wears pouches. If you're yeah. wearing a pouch as a commercial electrician, somebody's gonna yell. Uh, oh, I only you wear a pouch in resi. What are you talking about? Yeah, but even in resi, I will not But wear in a commercial
1: pouch. Yeah. electricians, they won't wear pouches. No,
2: we all have carts. Yeah, I carts. We all have carts. All our tools are on our carts.
1: La dee da da da. I it's just a little fancier, huh? Yeah.
2: It's just. I don't know. I, you you will not catch me wearing a pouch. I have one just to hold tools, <laughs> and it has a belt <laughs> and it I throw it over my it's shoulder. to carry on. it, but that's it. I just I've never found a use for it. So like we all wear work pants. Like the work pants have pockets. If I need morets, it's in a pocket. If I need staples, it's in a pocket. Yeah, especially if you got
1: holsters in those pockets, exactly. man. Like you could just pop them in there.
2: As a commercial electrician, you can basically do everything with a red Robbie and a pair of linesmen. Yeah, really. Basically, that's it's all true. you really need. It's very very true. So don't need to carry a pouch.
1: I saw you rolling in, in a pickup truck, but most Sparkies have vans, no? Back. Smaller vans? Never. No. What? Is I it trucks? trucks, really? Yeah, I, truck. I hate vans. But the thing is, where do you guys put all your four-foot ladders, man?
2: Seven-foot Seven box. Foot box.
1: <laughs> and you fit them in there? Yeah. No. But then, but where do you put your boxes then? Because by, you, you fill up the bed with what? Two ladders and two boxes.
2: Uh, right now, I got my pack out in there. I have a six-foot ladder. I have multiple bins with boxes. I have wire... Basically everything's in there that I need. Everything fits. Everything, Everything fits. fits. Good.
1: Yeah. So you're a pickup truck guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. All the sparkies I know have vans. Man. Like really? Even yeah. Even for
2: like the, the larger contractor I work with, we have vans for the service guys, the project managers and and the guys doing commercial all have trucks. You don't need. You don't really r- need it. Vans nice. more of a co- like a residential thing.
1: Service. That's why I, yeah, I think that's it, it, yeah. it makes sense for residential
2: yeah. We got our stuff delivered for free
1: Yeah the commercial Everything's already there You guys are surgeons You come in The shit's already there And you guys just use it Just use it That's
2: it Order it Use it Order it Use it
1: Alright we gotta wrap this up soon Any words of advice For the next generation coming in Or anybody wants to come in To become an electrician
0: Listen Listen to your journeyman Just listen Yeah listen Don't You'll be on your
1: phone lie. Don't be on your phone huh? Don't be
0: on, on your phone.
1: phone Is that a big thing For me it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Be early. If like we start at seven AM, I want you there at like six fifty at the latest. Fifteen minutes early. Like seven AM, we're starting work. You get paid from seven AM. You don't get paid to walk in, sit down, have your coffee. It's just not the way it works.
0: If you're not fifteen minutes early,
2: you're late. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) And then every um, day. Listen. (laughs) Like actually listen. Not one ear out the other. Pay attention to what your journeyman's learn. Learning. Learn, learn. You've That's got why you've there. got this
1: time on this job site, and you've got this fountain of knowledge. Don't lose it, man. You're getting
2: paid to learn. Pick, yeah. Pick people's brain. Ask them why they do it. Ask questions. Yeah. Ask don't questions. just assume. Or just be like oh, I'm doing this just because it's this way. Ask why we do it this way. Don't come in thinking you know everything. Oh, um, I had one. I had one apprentice this year, and he came in green, very green. And right away, it's just his attitude was off. And if your attitude's off, you're not going to learn. Nobody's going to want to work with you. So I put him with four different journeymen. And all four came back to me and said, he cannot learn. He just has a bad attitude. So I took him with me for three weeks. For three weeks, I made him sweep, pick up garbage, move material, follow tasks. And then after that, he told me, he's like, oh, I don't think the trade's for me. I get cut all day, everything's heavy. he's like, I'm not learning anything. And I told him, I was like, you're not learning anything because of your attitude, everybody said you were unteachable. So it was a teaching moment. After that, everybody liked working with him because it finally clicked in his head. He doesn't know everything.
1: You never will.
2: You never will. As an electrician, yeah. I've, done, I've done residential. I've done utilities. I've done schools. I've done hospitals. I've done government facilities. I've, got, I've done top secret facilities. I've done data centers.
1: The fuck? You bring that up now? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've done... <laughs> top elect- secret facilities? Yeah. Don't like do on maps.
0: And you still don't know everything. <laughs> and I still don't know everything. Yeah. I'll never know everything. What do you mean? Like vast. like
1: bunkers and stuff like that? Like hidden rooms and uh, stuff?
2: Yeah. Re- like nuclear reactors, nuclear facilities. Really? Yeah. Like government storage for their like sensitive data. Dedicated power lines straight from two different nuclear generating stations uninterrupted to feed this place so it never goes down. Oh, this is serious, eh? The building can run on Dang. one generator. It has eight
1: just redundancy or just in case Plus
2: battery backup for the entire thing this building will never go down
1: what's the address there (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) and i've done i've done industrial i've done automation
1: all the fire sorry all the fire
0: fire alarm yep yeah done a lot of fire alarm that's that should be a whole nother trade like it could be the fact that you have it too because
1: you're certified for that don't know
2: as an electrician you are allowed to run fire alarm wire you're allowed to pull the wire. You're allowed to make the joints. You're allowed to put the devices on. You are not allowed to verify. You need a separate license to do that. Yeah. And then I have that license. Yeah. And you have it. Yeah. But you have to keep I it up every year. Every five years, you have to renew. Five years. So, but as an electrician, if I'm on that project and I run all the wires and I put the devices on, I legally cannot verify that system. Yeah, you were mentioning that. Yeah.
1: Which totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. You can't double dip. Yeah, which that's what sense. it is.
2: It's it's very easy. Everybody gets it in their head. It's just confusing because when there's a problem, you have to really think about where that problem is. It's basically wire in, wire out. 90% of the time, if you have two wires on yeah. a device, it'll work. Or sorry, two wires in, two wires out, four wires total. It'll work.
0: You can make it work. It's just a big loop.
2: It's basically a big circle where everything's just connected together. That's all it is. There's a bunch of addresses and dip switches. And mm.
1: So where do you guys think the electrical industry is going 10 years from now? What are we going <sighs> to see that's different, man?
2: More demand.
1: Just more demand. People more are just demand. consumption.
2: Consumption. So like the, the green energy shift right now, what a lot of people don't realize, and there's countless articles about it, is our utility grid, the physical electrical system, not just Canada, North America wide, cannot handle a shift to green energy. Like it cannot handle electric cars. Like your utility transformers that were put in
1: I've said it. that over and over. I said, guys, listen, you want to be green and get all these electric cars and you want to get these cyber trucks, flip it. Every car that's out there right now electric and tell me what this city would be like yeah it'd be a nightmare
2: it would be the, the electrical system we have rolling blackouts yeah. look at europe right now uh,
1: exactly that's exactly it's so so it's demand much. so how do yeah. we get more demand i know that you've got like green energies bullfrog and all this other crap and wind and everything like that but Nothing how do we more get more energy nuclear. that's yeah it's nuclear right it's
2: nuclear nuclear is where the energy's at
1: but everybody Very wants to be green you want to save the world
2: it's basically the greenest energy like if you think about it like solar panels they're waste The lifespan is over. They're nuclear waste. There's nothing you can do with it. Yeah, and
1: what do you do with it? It's a pain. Yeah, that's... It's (sighs) nuclear waste at that point. Yeah.
2: All of the metals that go into that, the mining, it's not green. You're basically just net zero. Everything that you're saving, you've put into it.
1: It's like geothermal, right? I mean, the amount of money that's spent and energy to actually make it work, it takes a lifetime for it to actually pay itself off. Exactly. It's not worth it at that point.
2: No. And then just everybody knows the same way your batteries work. Batteries are great when you get them years down the road not so much your solar panels are the same thing phenomenal efficiency when you get them 15 20 21 years Changes. usually when yeah. you get your contract back after you rented out your roof to somebody for and they made a ton of money yeah you get it back for four years your efficiency is like 40 percent. you're not making any money at that nobody point nobody talks
0: about that
1: what about the tesla uh power what are they panels? wall yeah that i, I saw that, that. that nightmare about three four years ago one electrician trying to install it and i yeah. just said okay that's bullshit i've
2: never never worked with it i know it's basically a giant battery that'll like run your house yeah i don't think that'll ever take over just because the battery storage rules are insane the safety oh yeah the safety aspect of it just to put like a battery storage like if you have a battery storage facility you need like concrete walls need to be fire rated they need to be it's all of this because of the off-gassing and everything else involved with them yeah so you can't just like throw 50 batteries in your basement hook them all up and Expect it to work perfectly. Something's going to go wrong eventually.
1: So it's a shame how you get all these manufacturers keep on pushing these things, trying to get into the code book, and it's not actually a good idea.
2: No, not a good idea at all.
1: It's a nice money-making idea right now for the manufacturer that's pushing it. Yeah, it's no different than lobbyists pushing tobacco, alcohol, and firearms. It's exact same thing. And no offense to all the alcoholic and tobacco using and the firearm using people out there, but that's the same thing. You get these groups of people that are driven by manufacturers to push products that necessarily are not good for you.
2: Basically, yeah. Well, asbestos, right? Asbestos the end I'll I was surprised to, to hear time.
1: when I, uh, the government in Canada was still letting asbestos products be sold all the way up into the 90s. Yeah. Because, yeah, manufacturers were still stocking it. They still had supplies. So then they were allowed to still sell it. Yep. Even though we knew the harm attached to it, exactly. the government was still letting manufacturers sell it. Yep, It's the same. That's thing like, that doesn't habits. make any sense, man.
2: Yeah. I just don't understand how we've got to that point in the industry where select few make all the decisions. Very yeah. select few. Have you, have you
1: seen the news that's going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to. Yeah.
2: yeah. Basically, the news, I just it off. Try not to pay attention.
1: All right, guys. I think we covered everything, you no? Know? We covered a big gamut. It's almost two hours here.
2: Yeah, we've covered a lot. <laughs> yeah. Talked a lot, man. I feel like we still talk for another two hours. No, either. man.
1: That's how it is. We got to leave them wanting more so you guys can come back, man. Yeah. So, again, I'm, uh, Andrew, and and you were a little quiet today, man. I thought you were just quiet, quiet. You just went, you're, you're on just, the job uh, site listening. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Since day one. That's why
2: he worked out so well.
1: So, Andrew and Jalen and uh, Azores Construction and Electrical Contracting, Inc. And then uh, www.azoresconstruction.ca. Andrew at azoresconstruction.ca. Uh, the Instagram handles is A N D C U R A, and then it's L A L E N J A M.
0: L A L E N J A M. Yeah.
1: What did that's I right. say? Did I say yeah, right or right. wrong?
0: Yeah. I just okay. wanted to repeat it. <laughs> 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 and then you also have
1: Azores Construction underscore uh, dot, or sorry, Azores Construction underscore C A. Guys, the 12 questions of construction. You ready this for this? This is one? why I'm here. This is why you're here? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I always learn shit, man. That's it. It's just and then I try to like drop little nuggets that I know shit too, right? So I just take what you guys tell me and I just tell other people and make me look smart. What is your favorite construction word? Fuck. Everybody jumps in. You <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, I, I love that okay, there's so Portugal. many like different cultures that come on this show and they just share their nice words, man. I love it. Well, I mean, Patricio had a few to share, Spanish wise, right? I loved it. Uh, what is your least favorite construction word?
0: There's a problem. Back charge.
1: <laughs> what turns you on in construction?
0: When the lights turn
2: on. <laughs> When you get to the end of the project and you finally walk out those doors, then no, you never have to come back.
1: Never have to come back. Which never I like that. What turns you off in construction?
0: <sighs> Shitty workmanship. Yeah, just that's it. No pride in work. Yeah, no pride. <laughs>
1: man, you guys talked a lot about that today, man. What is your favorite curse word? Karai. I karai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for this. For Fuck, this. Probably. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle anything in the world the GTR, GT-R? is that Nissan
0: yeah. yeah if
2: I win the lottery I'd probably buy an Audi R8 oh, good
0: choice good choice
1: what is your least favorite vehicle the Fiat the Fiat 500 the C whatever any crap thing them? any of them
0: yeah not a fan PT Cruiser those hearses on wheels oh man
1: those things are <laughs> ugly eh? <laughs> yeah. I never understood <laughs> why something. that went into production man that's such an ugly-looking vehicle, man. The worst. What construction sound or noise do you guys love?
0: I heard it today—a uh, jumping jack. The like machine. Uh, yeah, the. Yeah, the tamper. Play
2: tamper. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's the, the hand-operated one. Honestly, yeah. probably this is how I, like the the sound of the sight super losing his mind because he messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love watching. The <laughs> what,
1: what construction sound or noise do you guys hate? Oh, when the,
0: when the tin whackers are cutting their, what's that thing that makes the, makes the circle, that tool?
1: The road is zip? The
0: tin it whackers? It makes the, like, ridges all around so they can make their joints. Oh, I don't know what that's called. I've never paid much attention to
1: that. Uh, like you mean, like, the crimping? Yeah, the but crimping on the
0: machine and it goes.
1: Oh, you mean the threading? The threading machine?
0: Like the two, it's like two. Is it for like, HVAC? Like is ducks? it for, like, like round duct? Yeah, the round, round ducts. Duct? Yeah. It's
2: a, and they make the it's a big commercial thing. I don't know Basically, it like called. grooves the duct. Yeah, grooves
1: oh, it it the, the duct so they can all go into each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a, it's a bigger version of a cripping tool. Basically. Yeah. A machine, a machine cripping tool. Yeah, yeah. What does it sound like?
0: I don't even know. It's just like the metal just...
1: Oh, so you get that metal, you know, a metal sound? And uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Easily
2: excavators or bulldozers tracking back and forth. Cannot stand that sound of just ungreased steel just winding around each other.
1: I'd like you to hear that right now, man. (laughs) What profession other than your own would you guys like to attempt?
2: You go first. Any profession. Anything? Yeah. Well, would have been a soccer player, but torn ACL, MCL, lateral meniscus, medial (laughs) meniscus duped me from that. Yeah, professional (laughs) hockey player. (laughs) Professional hockey player?
1: Uh, What profession would you guys not like to do? Flooring. Just installing flooring? Yeah. Hands and knees, eh?
0: Yeah. So for the guys yeah
2: easily like shout out to all the plumbers out there like my brother's a plumber one of my best friends victor's a plumber phenomenal plumbers but a service plumber like just snake drains in people's toilets and showers Listen, no way all
1: i God. know is that they make good money and there's one guy in the toronto area that started a service industry when nobody was and now he's very very wealthy extremely wealthy because yep. those service calls people will pay whatever you say Yep. yeah. Last question, if heaven exists, what would you guys like to hear God say when you arrive at the Pearly Gates?:
0: Welcome. Come.
2: Oof, I don't know if I'll be allowed in that place, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you probably will. there's another place for everybody like us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, probably your whole family's up there.
1: That's probably what it would be. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on this show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for having us. Spreading the word. And I i not even ask you about like all the conduit you've been sharing. And I tried it one time, and I was like, I can't fucking do this, yeah, You Oh, you try all crimp, 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 like pinch, 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 pinch. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, done. Cake, yeah. C- Tapping cake, out. Cake, getting cake, out, man. <laughs> Dog <dive> leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's art. probably like
0: my favorite
2: thing to that's do. That's an art, man, to yeah. do
1: it. And then it all line it up. It's perfect, man.
2: We'll have to come back and do like a straight-up commercial
1: just by electrical. just talk commercial yeah. we'll get you guys back on man Sounds so everybody good, man. again in. andrew and uh, Jalen here uh also so azores construction electrical contracting inc and then triple w azores construction.ca andrew at azores construction.ca a-n-d-c-u-r-a and then l-a-l-e-n-j-a-m and then azores construction underscore c-a thank you gentlemen we are out of here man really appreciate
2: it thank you thank you